This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where, of course, in this edition, we will be talking about Tottenham's trip to St. James's Park. Newcastle 6, Tottenham Hotspur 1. I tell you what, just when you think you've seen it all at Tottenham Hotspur, we get that today. Newcastle 6, Spurs 1, Murphy with two goals, Joe Linton with one, Isaac with two, Wilson with one, and Harry Kane, of course, with Tottenham's. Um... That was hard to take today, and I must say there are problems at all levels at our football club, on the pitch, off the pitch, at board level, manager, manager search, absolutely everything. We're going to get into absolutely everything. There is not one thing we're not going to speak about on this podcast today. I've got three very special guests, and I've just said to them off air, fair play to all three of them for turning up, because I think if I was doing someone else's podcast today... I would have called in sick because this is going to be a hard podcast. This is going to be hard to do. Uh, but we have got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Rick, we'll get into the football in a minute. I know it's a silly question, but how are you? Mate, uh, I'm, I'm dejected. I'm apoplectic. I'm, I'm, I'm over and out, bruv. I'm over and out. I cannot believe it. I'm, I, I want to be like uh, Darren Altman there and just like kick off of this bloody world <laughs> podcast. You know, um, at least we've done more than what Tottenham have done today, which is turn up and show up. So, uh, utter dejected, bruv. Utter dejected. Um, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say today. We've also got impressionist Darren Altman back with us. Darren, how are you? Yeah, I mean, so I'm still in a bit of shock, actually. I mean, when you can see that many goals in that short of time, you know... I think I messaged you because when I know I'm coming on your podcast, I take notes. I have my Mac on my lap and I'm t- making notes. And every time I looked up to write, I couldn't keep up. Another goal went in. I couldn't keep up. In the end, I got confused and I didn't know who the scorers were, what was happening, because they were just banging them in straight away. I mean, it's an absolute circus. It really is. There were so many things wrong today. 
absolute circus. We'll get into it. Um, of course, we were five 0 down after twenty one minutes. Um, we've also got singer James back with us. James, how you doing? Yeah, same as the lads. I'm I'm just completely dejected. I I, mean, I said off air before we started. That's I think thirty four years I've been supporting Tottenham, and I think that's the worst performance I've seen. It was just terrible. It was, I don't know where to start on it. I don't know. I honestly believe if you played the under 18s they'd have done better. Nobody cares, mm. and that is disgusting. I know everyone's not going to agree with what I'm going to say, but I think Stellini has to go after that performance and after that result. Um, I just think, and I put this on Twitter and got absolutely battered by a lot of people for saying it, but I think that you need now to make an internal change. Someone like Ryan Mason, who of course came in two years ago when they sacked Jose Mourinho, you know, put a team of coaches together just to get us through to this season and give us any chance of getting any European football because... When you look at the Premier League table now, we're six points adrift. They've got games in hand as well, uh, you know, Manchester United and Newcastle. Um, if we want to be in the Europa League or indeed the Europa Conference League next season, I tell you what, something has to clearly change. I know Stellini changed up today's formation and he made a change, um, but that was a terrible, terrible performance. And I agree with James. That is like the old days under like Christian Gross. That is like the, the 90s, the Tottenham in the 90s, not Tottenham in 2023 with the likes of Harry Kane, Hun Min Son, etc. in that team. Um, Ricky, let's start with you. Um, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Mate, I don't even know what to say, mate. What, what is there to say that we haven't said already? We've highlighted the problems, not only this season, but last season and the season before that and the season before that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've known that there's certain players that aren't good enough. We know that they, they, they haven't turned up when the pressure's on. We know that Conte was 100% right, 1,000% right when he came out with his outburst. These, the, the, the players, the club, the, the badge, everything is, the fans, everything is split and broken. We can't come together for anything. We can't. There's, 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 I, um, I just cannot believe. Do you know what? We thoroughly deserve that. It, thinking about it now, <clears throat> we thoroughly deserve that thumping. I mean, we've been lucky, lucky that we haven't got that thumping earlier on in the season. You know, um, Newcastle deserved it. They, they've deserved it all season. Uh, they've had the momentum. They've had the energy. They've had the hunger. They've had the want. They've had the desire to go out there and achieve something this season. They've been struggling in the doldrums for so long. And look at what new ownership and um, a direction can give you. Do you know what I mean? Look at that. I am really thankful for what Enoch has done from when they've take, taken over to where we are now. They've, we've got a great shiny new stadium. We've got a great shiny new training facilities we've up the game we've been in europe you know for you know we're hardly in the bottom 10 anymore from when they took over yes there are loads of things to think about right but oh my gosh the collapse is is ridiculous right now the fact that those those players on the field uh, look man going to a back four okay cool we've been we've been calling for it but you can see that these the the, the guys were so confused with a back four, they 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 yeah. kind of every everyone believed that there was somebody else covering because they've had that third centre back in in there, and they wasn't. The gaps were all over the place. You know, if you look at Aston Villa last week, how they played against Newcastle, there wasn't an ounce of that from Tottenham today. There wasn't an ounce of it. We just done what we normally do, which is 
don't turn up in the first half and we allowed them to go and win the game in 20 minutes. 20 minutes they won the game. In 10 minutes they won the game. 3-0 down in 10 minutes. Every shot that they had went in. I don't know what to say. Hugo Lloris with an injury. I bet he came off with an injury. It was... I can't even believe it. But if this doesn't shout for change, bruv... And I know we've been here. The Man United result where we ended up getting Conte. Or there's been, there's been times over the past seasons where there's been big, massive, shocking results... And then we've had to incite change. But this needs change from top to bottom. Top to bottom, all over the place. We are, we're, we're a bit like that defence today. We're all over the place. We're dejected. We're not playing together. We're, we're, we're not together as fans. We're not together as a club. That team ain't together as a team. They're not together as brothers. They're not to, they, they, everyone's playing for themselves right now, if they're playing at all. Everyone, should, we should just cancel the season. There was a tweet that I saw that was all, 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 all in response to me saying I was coming on here, and they was like, you know, we should just forfeit the season and give everyone a three nil win against us for the rest of the season because what is this? What is this? What is going on right now? You know, the, the, I don't trust the ball to make any decision right now. Any decision. You know, I was happy when they brought in Paratici and they brought in a football man to deal with football indecisions. But look what's happened. Look what's happened. You pick a man that's, you know what I mean, that has now been charged, you know, that now can't even work within football for the next two years. You know, I, it, it, we've lost our philosophy. We've lost our DNA. We've lost everything. Every, everything that we could, we could call Tottenham, it's gone. The swagger, the smiles, the fight, the, everything that you could call Tottenham is out the bloody well window. And I don't know where we go from here, but major changes are needed. And it's not just Levy in, in that boardroom. There's a, there, there's a couple of others that need changing as well. We need changes from top to bottom. I, I keep hearing about this Donna Cullen and how she didn't want Poch and how one of the biggest factors of us not even calling Poch is Donna Cullen. I don't know whether that's true, but if that's the case, I want to know why that lady has so much say and so much swing within that boardroom. And all of that, all of that board, I don't know everybody that's sitting on that board, but bloody hell, you should be ashamed of yourselves because you, you've let us sink. How many times have I said that we're Titanic FC and bloody hell, are we at the bottom of the sea right now? Oh my gosh. The traits that are in this side, the fragility that is in this side, the bloody well crumble nature that is in this side. I don't know what to do. I don't know where we go, but something needs to happen right now, right now. Now, if Stellini has to go, let him go. Do you know what I mean? Like, why we kept him, why we didn't make an, a, an immediate um, appointment with a new manager, I have no clue. What If you couldn't get the manager in that you wanted, again, I, I agree with you, Chris, why wouldn't you let Ray, Ryan Mason and somebody else come in? Whether that's Defoe and King or whether that's Redknapp or whether that's Hoddle or someone, somebody's coming alongside him. But we haven't seen anything. And this is an utter shame. This is an... Uh, this is... This is, oh my gosh, this is, this is the worst that I've seen in so long. It does remind me of those 90s days, but oh my gosh, you've got, you've got to switch it up right now. You've got to switch it up right now from top to bottom. The owner of the club is Joe Lewis and how he's allowed some of those board members to get away with some of these shocking decisions that they've done year in, year out, I have no clue. Just because the profit margin was, was positive, I've got no clue how you can allow this to happen. 
This is ridiculous. It needs to change right now, bruv. It needs to change right now because I, I don't know what, what's left for us. The, the, you talk about Conference League, Europa League, Champions League. I'm worried about the Premier League, bruv. I'm worried about the Premier League. We can't even turn up against a side in the relegation side or a side against um, that's, that's pushing for top four or pushing for something. We are a nothing team right now. There ain't no heart, there ain't no soul, there ain't no fire, there ain't no desire. We're a nothing team right now. And it's such a shame to see this team crumble like this. It's such a shame to see Sonny not turn up. And, and you know, Harry was running about, he's trying to get something going. But to have, have our record goal scorer in a side like this, it's disgusting. It's just got no midfield, no defence. You know, it's just, it, things have to change. We need a fire sale. We need a fire sale next year. And it, 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 only, takes, it only takes a good manager and a good couple of proper quality signings that are designed for the system that you want to play in for, for things to change. But it needs to change right now. Some of them characters are in that club that have been there for way too long, obviously. Obviously, you haven't got the fire or desire or the hunger to do anything anymore. They're done. They need a change. And anyone that leaves us will probably go on to win something at another club. But my gosh, it's done and dusted, bruv. It is done and dusted. Ricky, there are so many of those points that I'll come back to you on uh, later on in the show. We've got so much to talk about during the show. Um, now, Guy has very kindly given us a quote from Hugo Lloris. He's just been interviewed by Sky and said that Spurs miss fight. And, of course, that is coming from the captain of our side. Um, Darren, um, before we get on to the game, let's, uh, let's get your thoughts. I went to see um, my best mate, Sum, plays for uh, Wimbledon under-17s. And I went to see them play yesterday. I only caught the first half. They won 4-1 against Gilligan. And these are under-17s. And they're all shouting at each other. They don't shut up. The goalie is telling everyone where to go. They all know exactly what they're doing. Positionally, they all know their roles. They looked great. They don't stop winning Wimbledon um, under-17s. I've seen them quite a few times now at Plough Lane. And they're a great team. And I just kept on looking at Spurs after standing on the touchline yesterday, just thinking how rudderless and how clueless, like, just poro, just no clue as to who's around him what's going on Papa Saar bless him I know he's young but he got hoofed off he just looked like a fish underwater Lloris I mean he's our captain and he was getting caught with balls you know with with goals that should never be scored in a million years then he comes off at half time um it was just so disjointed and then when Sanchez came on one minute he's on the right next minute he's on the left next minute dies outside him on the left it was just, I, I thought, am I, am I, what am I not seeing here? Am I, am I, there's something wrong. Everything was interchanging. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. I don't think the players got it. I think that, um, as Carragher, uh, Jamie Carragher tweeted, you've got, um, uh, Legale, uh sorry, uh, Perisic playing as a defender. Uh, you know, when he's used to bombing down the wing, you've got Poro right back, just out, completely out of shape getting balls put in behind him, getting caught ball watching. It's really, really disappointing. I mean, that was an absolute kick in. It was a battering. And, and um, just to be clear, the reason you got such a hammering, Chris, was because you called for like a managerial change and everyone said, no, 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 no. You've got, you just come out and say it. Like Levy needs to go. 
uh, and the board needs to go. So that's why you got. I saw all the comments. That's that's why you got such a hammering for saying that. And and in my opinion, Darren, I think we all agree. Every single Spurs fan agrees that we need change at the football club from the very top. Mm. But I believe that the board are not going anywhere. They've said a number of times they're not going anywhere. They're mm. fans of the club. They've put time, money, etc. into the club. Their words, not mine. Mm. I don't believe that the board will be going anywhere. So that's why I've mm. said on a number of occasions that the football club need to do something different. Um, because we are going downhill very, very, very quickly. Um, and the reason why I said about the managerial change is that I believe that at this stage of the season, when we've got six games left, I think the only change you can make is an internal change if you're not going to go for a Harry Redknapp type or bring in someone like Pochettino, who's now in talks with Chelsea, another mess, another thing that we're going to be talking about um, in the show. I just think it's got to be an internal change. I don't understand whatsoever why Stellini has kept his job when Antonio Conte has left the football club. I do not believe that that is a good decision. And today, I know we're going to talk about this as well, you know, to change the formation in such a big game, Newcastle, such a great team at home as well, uh, to batter us in the first 10 minutes like that. You know, after 21 minutes, it was 5-0. Unbelievable. You know, to change the formation in that game. And as Ricky said, I don't believe that the players knew exactly what they were doing no, in that game. Absolutely. Um, even in the warm-up, Stellini was uh, pressing Papa Matassar. And he was... And he was uh, he was being like a coach on the pitch. Honestly, there are so many things wrong um, that that I've noticed today. And it is so, so frustrating. And to see Tottenham play like that, to concede six goals in a Premier League game against a rival, you know, where we're meant to be going for top four, where top four is so important to the club. And, and I might add as well, it's so important to the board for the money that it generates for this football club to bring in decent players as well and to keep the likes of Harry Kane. Another subject that we'll discuss as well. Harry Kane, will he want to stay at Spurs beyond this season with performances and results like that? It is a joke. Um, I know normally that I'm very calm, but I feel very, very frustrated today. Um, and I just feel that this is going to get even worse because, of course, we've got Manchester United on Thursday. We've got Liverpool away where we never really get anything at Liverpool for many, many, many years. Many times travelling up to Liverpool and back and then with, with nothing um, on Sunday. It's going to be a very, very difficult week this week. Um, James, before we come on to uh, talk about the starting eleven and Stellini's tactics today, um, give me your thoughts very quickly. Uh, well, well what a guy was saying, Spurs, you know, is that that is an absolute disgrace. And what um, Darren touched on with the under seventeens, um, a friend of mine who's like a, who's a massive Tottenham fan, was, he was he coaches an under six side. He huh. said even these kids, they're they're playing like because they want to win. They're playing for each other. They're going around each other, huddling, playing well. Like, do you know what I mean? That that heart, that passion, comes from under six. So these players now, I'm the same as you, it takes a lot to get me this angry at Tottenham. These players that played today, playing in that way, is an absolute disgrace. I've never seen anything that poor. I've been a fan for 34 years at the club. I've never seen anything even close to that, really. It's disgraceful. It's not just um, the defence. Like, like what Ricky was touching on with the midfield as well. It wasn't there. They were just walking right through us. And if I weren't doing this show, I'd have turned off after eight minutes. Because you could see it from the start that that was not going to change. And the worst thing about this for me, this is supposed to be uh, us playing after that disgraceful performance at Bournemouth. 
So this is supposed to be right. Here we go. Apologies to fans. We're back. And this is even worse. So the next two games are going to be hard to watch. And I'm not even sure I will, to be honest. Um, It's, I don't know where to start. I'm saying what Ricky's saying. There's so many problems all over the place. It just blows my mind where to start. I'm, I'm, in a terrible position now of like, it's normally like a few little fixes, isn't there to change. Yeah. And there's so many at every level that you mentioned, every single level in this club. It's just, it just rotten. It stinks in so many areas. And yeah, I just don't know where to start, mate. I know you said just a short thing, but I'm just as angry as everybody else. And I just don't know where to start to change this. And the thing is, as well, when you think about Bournemouth beating us last week at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they've been thumped today by West Ham at home, 4 0. Yeah. Mm. Well, the, the yeah. performance at Bournemouth, though, the performance at Bournemouth was, was horrendous. Like, and, and you go for the season, if we wouldn't have got those lucky, which I do see lucky results, for example, when we played Leicester and we, we won, didn't we? They outplayed us. We were, that performance was awful there. Mm, um, yeah. There's not really been many. Can you name more than a few, two or three really good performances this season, this whole no. season? And if Conte's saying the same and Mourinho's saying the same about these players, I think a lot, a hell of a lot of this comes down to the character of these players. I think we did like a fire sale, like Ricky's saying, get everybody out who hasn't got the fight, everybody out the door. And we, and we, get, we get winners in, you get people who fight for each other because this, um, this dishevelness and this whole um, team not being together the fans are so divided mm. I've not seen anything like this the fans are arguing with each other when I'm playing at the ground I see the, the fans are arguing with each other and like it, it's just all over the place it's just split right down the middle and I think I think one of the answers I might get caned for this but I think one of the answers is Pochettino um, because I think it will unite everything but now we're missing out on that mm. like, I, yeah. don't I don't understand any of it because he knows, he, he he knows what what would happen if he came back. You you get everyone, you know, shouting and screaming for five minutes and being so excited and singing his name, just like we sung Conti's name, and then very quickly it would all go south because he wouldn't get the signings. Every time we get a new manager, I always think, you know, we got um, Mourinho in. I thought, well, they're not going to get the great Jose Mourinho in um, without backing him and giving him everything he wants, that didn't happen. With Conte, you don't get Antonio Conte in without giving in absolutely everything he wants. That didn't happen. You know, it's just... And the same would happen with Pochettino. So it, 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 it's it's got to be... Like, you're right, it's got to come from the top. You can't yeah. keep on getting these quick fixes. Every management. level, though, isn't it? You're right, it's every level. Not just it's the top, it's also the manager. Director of football we haven't got. The players with no heart. It's and, and, then, and then you get players like Dan Juma and, and Jed Spence... And they don't get picked. So nah. it's, it's do you not think? Do you not think? Sorry, do you, do you not think? You, Chris, you watch a lot of the, the younger t- the team, teams as well. Do you not think you could pick about three or four of them players and put them into the side, and they would care a hell of a lot more and play a hell of a lot better? I was the- just about to say the same thing that the hunger and desire. There was no hunger and desire from those players today, and I think and the players need to. You see a lot. Sorry, you see a lot different. Yeah. Yeah, it was, the, the players need to take account of themselves today, and I just think that we have got a manager um, who is way, way out of his depth. Yeah, um, I know. He's, I know he's Antonio Conte's assistant, and I know he was in charge for those games when Antonio Conte weren't there. But I feel and think that Antonio Conte had such a massive influence, even if it was on FaceTime, even if it was on the phone, yeah. advice, whatever. You know, Antonio Conte is not going to be giving Stellini advice now. Certainly. You know, not for today's game, saying, I'll I, I tell you a great idea, put in a back four. 
And it's funny because a lot of fans have been calling for a back four. Yeah. They wanted the formation change, but these players, they just cannot seem to adapt to play to another system. That's probably why Conte never changed it. The players are like, for us as fans, right, we saw all sorts of it's so embarrassing uh, as a Tottenham yeah. fan and the players play like that. The players are embarrassing us. And I don't think they care <clears throat> half as much as we do right now on this show about that performance, any of them. So if we got the kids in, like, playing better than them, getting better results, let's embarrass them. Let's embarrass these players, these professional players, with these kids that will have a lot more heart and desire because every fan now is so angry at this. I was getting hey. text and messages from people that I haven't heard from in years today. Yeah. I was going ping, ping, yeah. ping, all my mates' dads and people. I have a friend in Switzerland. I was thinking, bloody hell, I need to hear from you now. I don't know. I haven't spoken to you in 18 months. Ping, ping. Come on, put in that, that emergency, that alert, emergency 3 p.m. alert saying, don't get confused about another Newcastle goal alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But let, let me just say as well, and I say this on most shows, we all may have different opinions, but we all want the same thing. So I think we all need to respect each other's you know, opinions and views. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about the, uh, the starting 11, because uh, Stellini had chosen the same starting 11 for uh, the three previous games that he'd managed Spurs um, against Everton, Brighton and against Bournemouth. He did make one change today. It was expected that he was going to make a change because uh, Longley went off injured, but Longley was on the bench today. Um, Stellini changed the formation to a 4-3-3, um, went for the back four of Poro, Dyer, Romero and Perisic, of course, Hugo Lloris in goal. Uh, in midfield, Hoybier, Skip and Saar, and then front three of Kulusevski, Kane and Son. Many fans have been calling out for um, Dan Juma to get his first start in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt in the Premier League. That didn't happen. Richarlison was, of course, on the bench as well. Pedro Poro is known as a right wing-back, not as a standard right-back. Perisic is more, uh, you know, in his career, always played a more forward role, not as a, uh, a left-back. Um, what do you make of the change today from Stellini? <sighs> what did I make of the change? Um... Uh, uh, I mean, I, just, I felt it was the wrong change, to tell you the truth. I, I felt that Sonny should have... I mean, you should have switched it up a little bit and put Sonny on the right. Dan Juma, start Dan Juma. Somebody who's got a bit of hunger and fight and who's got a bit of positivity behind him, who wants to do well for the club. He wants to prove something for the club, to, to, to show the club and the fans that he's worth paying for. He's worth, he's worth a start. He's worth uh, buying him in the summer. Um... I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, but going, like you said there, like, you know, Pedro Porro is coming as a right wing back. We brought him in. Um, when he's coming, I think there was two weeks, uh, Conte was off sick, so he didn't get to work with him. And then he's probably, I think Conte was there for a week or two before he got sacked. So he hasn't had any time under um, Conte. And, um, and then with Stellini as well, it's, it's like, I don't know whether you saw that those tweets earlier during the week. Um, it was from a Juventus player. I can't remember an ex-Juventus player that, who, who was saying that as soon as Conte left, there was a big sigh, there was a big breath of relief because, you know, yeah. the, the, the the tactics wasn't so rigid and they could play again. And, and you saw a spark there. Well, we're not going to get that if you've got his number two coming in and playing in, in exactly the same way. You look at all of the body language of all of those players on there. 
and you you can just see from the body language you, you know just have a look at the the Newcastle game last week against Aston Villa and have a look at us versus Newcastle this week the body language from New, uh, from Aston Villa Aston Villa who have had an up and down season who have only actually come to start to play since the managerial change where they went from an up and coming manager like Steven Gerrard and this is why I don't want company uh, and then they've gone and got a manager manager in uh, in Emery and look, look how their fortunes have changed. Look how the desire has changed. Look how the players changed. Look how the body language has changed from the whole side compared to Gerard to em, uh, to Emery. And you look at us, bro, and we're just sinking like a stone. We haven't had to have that breath of relief. We haven't had to have that. Oh, Conte's gone. And even if they are frustrated with Conte, we haven't been managed to have to have that because all of the staff are still around. So it's not like you can kind of cuss Conte on the side and be like, oh, thank goodness he's gone, because all of his mates are still around. And you're still playing the same horseshoe tactics. The, 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 the boys have given up on these tactics a long time ago. A long time ago. Ever since, you know, the, 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 they came back from the World Cup. It, it's been a very shocking, shocking turn of events. And there's so much that needs to change, bro. It's just so much. It reminds me of you know, a couple of years ago when um, the Gooners and Gooner TV, you know, they were protesting, they were they, they were super angry, they were toxic, it was a toxic fan base. It was described as one of the most toxic fan bases in the Premier League for the way that they were angry and for, for what they were calling for. But look, they, they done it and change came. Change came. And I don't, I don't condone um, or it, not condone, I don't encourage protests because I love this. I love this club and I don't want to slag off my own. I don't want to slag off our board. I don't want to slag off our players. I don't want to slag off our badge. I don't, I don't want to do it. But when you get to this stage, what's left to say? What is left to say? You know, the, 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 there, there is, it's not like we've got a, 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 the whole squad is a bunch of bad players. There is a, a, there's a couple of good ones there, definitely. There's something to, but we need a fire cell. And when these players are out of form, like, why aren't they dropped to the bench? You know, Kulazewski has been bad for a long while now. You know, Sonny hasn't been up to his best. But after he scored his 100th goal, and then, he, like, the first half against Bournemouth, he, he started to look a bit like himself again. The runs, the dribbles. He looked like the, the ball was sticking to him a little bit more. Second half, it collapsed last week. But, you know, like, where has the rotation been? We, we, we brought in new players. They haven't been given a chance. You know, we, we've spent £40 million on uh, Pedro Porro as a right wing back. You can't play right back now. And what happens next year if the new manager that does eventually come in wants to play a back four? What, what are we going to do with Porro then? What happens there? You know, is that another £40 million down the drain? Is that another wasted scenario? Yeah, I, it's just the decisions that have been, that, that have been made continually end up being the worst decisions that are being made for this club. And it continues to show us how bad those decisions have been. And this is, this is why I, 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 what, I, I was on a, a, a podcast with um, Ali Gold a couple of weeks ago. And I asked this question, but I didn't really get to hear his answer, which was how much damage has the decisions that the club and the board have made? How much damage has this, has this inflicted on our name, on our badge, and on coming to Tottenham, whether that's a player or a manager. 
you come to Tottenham to die because you don't come to Tottenham to win anything. You come to Tottenham mm. to end your career right now or to get paid. And that's why we've got so many players out on loan. How much money have we spent on those players out on loan? Because they're just here to get paid. Do you know what I mean? Uh, 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 and think about how frustrated, frustrated we are. Think about how, much, how fed up we are. Those boys must be frustrated and fed up of what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to do what they're being asked to do by the coaching staff. So nothing's changed. You know, it's just going deeper and deeper and deeper. This rot is going, it's infecting every limb right now. Before the rot was in the hand, now it's all the way up to the bloody world arm. We're gonna, it's going gangrene. We're going to have to cut some things off, bruv. Like, because it's just gone, it's, it's like, like J uh, James was saying there, it's, it's, it's rotten. It's just rotten inside and backwards, bro. So I don't really care about the starting lineup right now because the body language, the body language showed me that none of them were, were up for it and none of them were together. You know, we used to be Spartan Spurs, bro. Like, yeah, instead of Titanic Spurs. Under Pochettino, we used to fight and breathe and play for each other. The person to along the, alongside the left of them and to, alongside the right of them. This nowhere to be seen, bro. We, they, well, how can there on, be glaring gaps like that? On that, Ricky, in, in the away end, um, of course, many fans went home after 21 minutes. Um, it was funny. Some, yeah. Someone just said, what was it like in the away end? Well, you, you didn't really have anyone to, to talk to you next year because they went home. Um, but you saying about Pochettino, and I know people are going to think I'm going to get on the Pochettino bandwagon here, but um, the away days, even the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, um, White Hart Lane before that, Everyone used to be united. Everyone used to enjoy the way that we played football, uh, the way that we like the, the, the team entertained the fans. Uh, after the game, the fans would would stay there for five to ten minutes, singing Pochettino's name, singing players' names. You know, the players used to come over. Um, all of these smiles, all of these funny handshakes, all of these things that they used to do. Um, you know, the, that united front, everyone being together, everybody having a smile on their face. It has got worse and worse and worse since Pochettino left, in my opinion. And that's why I think that if you're going to make a change at the club, bring someone like that back, who you know are going to get that back again at the club. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but but that but that is part of the problem though, Chris. That's part of the problem, bro, well, mate. Well, I'll tell you another part of the problem. Um, when we when we're reading and seeing reports constantly in the last couple of weeks, Eric Dyer apparently is just about to sign a new contract. When we don't even have a manager, and Clement Langley is about to be signed for us on a permanent deal. When we don't even have a manager, so the manager aren't even having a say. Is not having a say on these two decisions, let alone anything else. So which, can you which, imagine if you're, you're a prospective manager being interviewed by the board and, and, and you say, well, who am I going to be working with? Well, Eric Dyer's just signed a new contract for you know another three years. We've just signed Clement Lingley. And it'd be like, well, I don't want them. Quite possibly the two worst players of this season yeah. as well. It's, it's a disgrace. That is, that is not a top four team, is it? Dyer and Longley, you know what I mean? Mm. Even that. Well, well, you know, so some of the problems were club signings, yeah? Quote-unquote yeah. club signings. Yeah. And what this says to me, what you just said there, Dyer and Longley, what that says to me, and, and the continued links to other players, says to yeah. me that every single signing is a club signing right now. I don't know yeah. if any manager is going to have an opinion. They might be able to say yeah, yes or no, I like him, I don't like him. But it seems like every, every signing that we're about to make in the future are going to be club signings and the manager's just got to deal with it right now, which is, is, is part of that problem. 
it's part of that whole yeah. system, right? What now. are you saying, Ricky, about the players as well? Like not coming to Tottenham for a payday, well, not for the right reasons. What manager is going to want to come here? Like, exactly. Like, what manager is going to want to come here for that? For the same reason, what Chris just saying, they don't get the signings, but it's just the worst job in football at the minute to come here. Listen, you know, well, you, you, you were just talking there about Pochettino, right? And not only were, was we proud of the displays and of the fight and of the football that was being played, but so were those players. They were proud yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah. That, and yeah. they, 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 there was that energy there about them going, yeah, let's go again next week. And sometimes we didn't get the result. But you know what? We knew, we knew what we were. We knew we had an identity. We knew how we wanted to play. And I always felt that we was competing. To, to go out there and win. Even if we lost that game, I it, I felt that we always went out there to compete. And the bravery, the competitiveness, and the want is all gone. Mm. Stellini has just uh, come out and said um, on whether his future is in doubt. He said, I have no answer for this. This is not a question for me. Um, talking about Hugo <laughs> Lloris, he said he got injured. It was a muscle problem. He had to come off. Uh, he also said on the performance, there's no words to explain a performance like this. The first 25 minutes were the worst I've ever seen. I want to. I hope that the system we changed to give energy and the mood was wrong. And if that is the case, then that is my responsibility. Um, Darren, let's come to you on the starting 11. Um, of course, Clement Lingley made way uh, for Papa Matassar to come in uh, to midfield. What did you make of that change? Uh, I mean... Lengley hasn't been great for us. So, I mean, I, 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 I get the switch. But then, why would you put Pape Mappasar? He was like a fish out of water, bless him. He really was. And I don't I don't know whether he needs to go and get some more games at a lower level. But he, he was just getting caught all the time on my, you know, a lot of the 2-0 um, when Joe Linton scored. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, no, it wasn't. There was another goal when he was completely... <laughs> it was, it was losing ourselves, isn't it? Christ. He, he, lost, he lost the ball in uh, <sighs> midfield and uh, he, he gave it to Gimaraes who dribbled through the defence. He was just he was just nowhere and he was looking behind him. He didn't know where he was going. He wasn't getting tight to people. So, bless him. You want, you want him to do well. You want all of them to do well. But, I mean, you know, and like we said before, so many of the... the, the um, the errors were from uh, Poro just and 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 Romero. I don't know what's happened to him. I mean, we can discuss him later on because he was one of the people that when we got him, you know, he was like, "Wow, who's this guy?" You know, yeah. and he yeah. seems to be like going downhill now. I mean, it's the frustration, Dal. It's the frustration. Yeah. He's a frustrated I mean, character, and that's where he picks up a yellow card or kicks something up into the air. He's making suicide he challenges on the edge of the box and giving away free kicks. He did it again today. And then looking at the player like that, you know, it's like. Well, I think if you look man. to your left and you got Darwin, you look to your right, you got Longley, and he's, he's not used to that. He's playing. If you're playing for Argentina, look at the players he plays with. He's great. Yeah, exactly. Know, that's, that's the problem. Exactly. Just, and on, just, on that, on that Longley, yeah. Oh, and on oh, and on that Longley, right? Yeah, I'll ask you boys. I've asked it before, but who who do you say is better, Davies or Longley? Just want to know your Davies. opinion, boys. And Davies. Davies. David, David. So then, why are we spending twelve to fourteen to sixteen million on somebody that ain't even better than Davies? We need upgrades. How long have we been asking for upgrades? And how important 
is Davies to our squad as a squad game. This is what, you know, his performances yeah. have always been like, you know, they're, they're never rated and he always gets pelters, but he leaves everything out on the field. Even if he does make a mistake, he leaves everything out in the field. And how much have we missed him being in that back three or in a back four to be able and to kind true. of cover, also, cover also that, that, that left back? I also think, sorry, Ricky, I also think that's, ah. that's very true, by the way. I also think we've missed Emerson Royale, which is weird. Yeah. I think yeah. the fight was starting to come. You, you uh, never thought those words would come out your lips, no. did you, James? Ah. And also, this week, they said Perisic has had enough. He wants to go. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, T, I don't rate him anyway now. I don't, he's, 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 what's he done? Um, but in, in answer to the team, uh, Chris, I was looking at the um, the stats beforehand, and they were saying that Perisic and Porro, between them, they've got like some of the best stats for crossing and uh, goals scored. So while you would change it to a back four and nullify them, I don't get. I was looking no. at all the. I was looking at all the um, oh, yeah. graphics. It's like, why would you play them out of position and have that one goal threat and just remove it straight away? They're not Darren, right I, backs, are they? They're, they're, um, they're, they're wing, wing backs, isn't they? Yeah, yeah. Darren, as I said, Stellini um, on his future said, I have no answer for this. This is not a question for me. What do you it. think? What What do you think is uh, Stellini's future? Do you think he will end up managing Spurs for the remaining six games now? Oh, God, who knows? To be honest... Ugh. Should he be in charge? Well, I, well the answer is no. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, because he's just playing Conte ball, you know, and and uh, which didn't work, which got to, which got him the, the outburst, which got him sacked. So no, he shouldn't be in charge. But it's like we've said, who, who? who? I mean, is Nagel would would Nate after today? What what a shop window for someone like Nagelsman? Yeah, you know, what what an advert to come come and play for us? Are you joking? Mm. There's there's two ways of looking at it with a new manager. You will always you will always have managers who, who will say. I will be the person to turn it around yeah. to that club. They haven't yeah. won a trophy in 15 years. Mm. Uh, and, and they will really back themselves and go, yep, I'm going to be the man to do it. Or you'll get the, the, the guys saying, my God, if Jose Mourinho can't do it there, yeah. Pochettino, Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte can't do it there. What chance have I got? Well, we're, we're doing, it's, it's, got to, it's got to the stage where we're taking managers that have never not won a trophy at every club they've been and yeah. they come to us and they don't win anything and they bugger off. That that that's that's who we are now. And if you look at the if you look at the comments, like there's how many ex-managers have come out and spoken about the board and the difficulty with working with the board and Levy and you know they've asked for this player and they've ended up getting that player. I've seen well, I think it was Ramos that came out last week and there was a ton of tweets or quotes from Ramos that were saying how difficult it was to to, to work at Spurs. So not only that. Do you know what I mean? But if you've, if all of these former managers are coming out and saying how difficult it is to work for, for Spurs, then 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 what are we doing here? Who, who, we we might as well go and get a bloody well Sam Allardyce or a Ted Lasso because what what is the point? What is the point right now? It's ridiculous. This is why fundamental change, fundamental changes, and I'm talking about the way that they operate, the things that they think about, the 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 the, the priorities on the list. Everything has to change right now. And the only way you can salvage anything to do with the season, forget about Europe, any type of Europe, forget about it. Just use these remaining games for, for, for a new manager or 
to get rid of Stellini and the, the, the Conte crew because Stellini ain't playing Conte ball. He's trying to play Conte ball. Yeah. And it's not even, it's, he can't even get to that level and, and, and do what he's been told for season, season upon season working with Conte. Mm. So it, it, they, they need to take, they, they, either you appoint somebody new, like we've spoken about with Pochettino or Nagelsmann or whoever wants to come in, you appoint somebody new now and you let them assess the squad and figure out how who who they want and how they want to play so that we're, we've got a little bit of a, um, a head start ahead of next season. Or, or you just bloody well give it to Mason. Do you know what I mean? Like, give it to, give it to a Tottenham boy and let's just start again. So, so, oh my gosh! So many things. He's, he's, right he's now, still man. working with the same players. It's still Ryan Mason working with this same shower of yeah. What's, yep. what's Yaya Torre look like? What you seen him, Chris? How's, how's his tactics? You think in the academy is he any good? Do you rate him? Yeah, but I, this is this is what I tweeted earlier. You know, play, oh. players or sorry, managers that are, or coaches that know the club. Um, and make that internal change, but I, I I can't see them doing it. Um, I think that that's probably going to be the the best thing to do: make the internal change, either whether it's youth coaches, put them in um, for these last six games, and and give us fans something to cheer about, and give us somebody to get behind. Because I don't feel that these fans are going to be behind Stellini for these next six games. No, and we you could know, all be waking up next next tomorrow morning to Pochettino going to Chelsea, and there will be riots. I mean, this is could get worse. Uh, something has to change now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. James, talking about the board, because um, there's there's a lot of comments, obviously, about the board today. Do you ever... Do you... think or feel that they will sell up in the near future because even Daniel Levy in the in the last couple of days after that Cambridge University interview that he did um, he came out and said that you know despite reports in the last couple of months about Spurs you know having investors that wasn't true right you don't know much what to believe I, I, don't, I don't think they will no I don't think they'll sell up anytime soon I don't I think there's, I think there's, for me, looking at it, I think there's like, you know, that game you played as kids where you put the right, the right shape in the right hole. All that's completely wrong. <laughs> and, 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 you, know, you, you could do that from the age of like three. So that is what I think needs to change. That, that whole, the whole system from what I'm saying is what Ricky's saying, downwards, all has to change for me. Um, and soon. Like, I can't see any other. I mean, like, I, whenever I, I'm asked a question about anything to do with Tottenham's going wrong, it's because there's so many things that I think need to change. I just literally don't know where to focus on or where to start. 
because you get even from the players, even down, I think the players have a lot of responsibility. If I'm honest, I think a lot of responsibility because uh, again, as a kid playing football, you got to enjoy football and look after your mate who's next to you. That not that not happening with them characters is really bad. I, I personally think that is about seventy to eighty percent of the problem. The players. That's me. I know. I know a lot of people don't think that, but I. I. I, I think that. I think these characters are like but, fire like Ricky saying, "Get him out." Get but but, but you know, but you know what? You know this infight in between fans, and everyone's got a different opinion of who's to blame. I can't say that any one of us fans are wrong. I can't argue no, against another Spurs because you, you everybody has a a poignant point of, yes. of, of reference that is right. It, and that yes. says to me that it's a combination of so many things that are wrong. And But where does it start? Where does the decisions come from? That these decisions that are being made, Mourinho being sacked six days before a final, do you know what I mean? Like, where are these decisions being made? And they're made at the top. So things need to change from top to bottom, bruv. Because yeah, yeah. everything's got... It, it, if you have the same people around, but yet you're changing a the manager, then the same problems are going to arise. You know, I think it was Einstein that said... Uh, or, who was it? That the definition of madness is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's yeah. all we've been doing. My missus came up with a Greek philosopher called Ephesus, who is the guy that rolled the, the, the boulder, the stone boulder up the hill. But just about as he got to the top, it would just roll all the way back down. And then he'd go again, he'd push it up and roll it. All the, and that's what we've been doing for years. The last four years, ever since Pochettino has left, it has been that. Every time that we think that we've, we're, we're, we're about to do something, it, the, that boulder just rolls the whole way back down again. And we've wasted four years. We've wasted four years of talent with, with the, the, you know, Sonny and Kane up front and some of the Great players that are... Duo, that, yeah. Right, right. We, we've wasted their time. Yeah. They, they've wasted our time. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much that is just, it's just, it's just wrong. You know? What you say is right, Ricky, though. What you say, you're exactly right. This, this, this is what my point is. There's so much wrong that like, every fan is just is, is got across the bear, haven't they? Their biggest yeah. part with it. But that, yeah, you're right. Everybody's. But right it, it all it all stems, and it all has to stem from Levy. And and you know, if if you saw, you know, if you we all saw that the Cambridge interview, and you know, I mean, he, he's a businessman, and yes, he says, you know, I I love Spurs, and I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm a football fan, and it's my club. But fundamentally, he was talking about you know the stadium. And what a fantastic thing we've built there. Um, you know, we don't want pints that fill up from the bottom and go-karts. You know, we don't want that. We want to we want to be entertained on the pitch. Yes, it's going to make us money. And, you know, but if you're not ploughing it back into uh, either buying world-beating players or developing players and bring them on so they're going to actually do something at the club, then you're just going to keep on buying the sort of mediocre nonsense. I mean, apart from... Um, Bentoncourt and Kuliszewski since sort of Sun. I mean, who have we had that's absolutely, that's gone wow? Doubt. It ain't Levy. And I say this, I mean, it is Levy, but it ain't Levy in the sense that it's Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis owns the club and he employs the board. Do you know what I mean? So when I say from the top, things have to change from the top. Even if Joe was to come in and be like, all right, look, yeah, thank you for the 20, 22 years that you've been here. Thank you very much, but we've got to go in a new direction. We've mm. got to find some new people, some new CEOs, some new heads that are going to take this club in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? But it, 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 that's what I'm saying from the top, top. So mm. Daniel Levy is the figurehead, 
He's the one that we do see. Is that the alarm going off again? Is that the emergency alarm going off again? No, no it's seven, um, seven one now. Do me a favor. But but Joe is at the top there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's the one that makes the, the the real he's the one that says that yes, Levy, you can make A, B, and C decision. Yes, Donna, you can make that decision. Yes, you guys can make that. Yeah. So he's the one from there. Do you, do you know what I mean? But Levy's the figurehead. Do you really think he's that bothered and that and that make has has that much of a sale? Do you reckon he, he leaves it to Daniel and say, Do you know what? I... Clearly, do, do you know what? No matter no what, no matter what, every single board member will want the club to finish in the top four. That is their ultimate goal, year in, year out, for us to finish in the top four. And that will really pain them that we don't finish in the top four. And after today, that is definitely 100% oh, no over way. the top four. I think European football is looking very, very, very dodgy. You've got, you got Brighton, yeah. you've got Liverpool, you've got Aston Villa, you've got... Yeah. They'll be on, they're all going to catch us. But, but the thing is... Wait, Go on. Sorry, Rick. Oh, let, let me just say this. The, the thing is, when you look, uh, I know, I know the performances and the results haven't been great all season, particularly the performances. But when you look at the uh, the result and the performance at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last week against Bournemouth and today, shipping nine goals in two games, Ooh. that is not good enough from a managerial perspective and from the players. That is not good enough, regardless of what happens off the pitch and regardless what we've not been given or not been given, um, you know, top quality players that we want. We want a Bastoni and then we get in Clement Langley, for an example. You know, when you look at that starting 11 today, they've got to have some more fight there. They've got to have some more desire. Those players have definitely got to look at, you know, look at their own performances today. We rolled over. I mean, there were so many, I know we haven't analysed the game yet. <laughs> Do we need to? But there were so there were so many like hero passes. You know, um, Larice again. Distribution was awful. You know, um, Dyer just trying to play it out and long balls going straight to the opposition. Um, you know, getting caught in possession. It, it's just the style of football. We're trying to do things that we're not good enough to do, and we see it game after game after game. It's so disheartening. It's so just the basics, the basics. And there was one point where we got over the halfway line. We were in the Newcastle half and it went side back, side back, side back. And before you know, it went back to um, Larice. This was just before half time. And I was like, are you joking? We can't, we don't, there's no movement. There's no forward passing. It takes Son and Kane to run from deep, you know, because we, there's no movement. There's no options anymore. Another concern for me as well is, is is next. I know it's going forward a bit, but you look into next season, for example, and Newcastle are going to get even stronger. Chelsea mm. are not going to be as bad. Liverpool are not going to be as bad. Villa are going to be really good. You got the Gooners doing well. You got Man City right. are unstoppable. You got Brighton. Like if you're if you're looking at, back to what you're saying, Man really, United. This like uh, already, even if we didn't have the problems. And yeah, and what you're saying about the travelling fans today again, I cannot believe we. we for me, I still I know we have the best fans in world football for that. Going to games like this and spending their hard-earned money and looking forward to a weekend and they, and they play like that Bournemouth and then going to do it and going to Newcastle today. These fans all deserve a medal for me, man. It's unbelievable. The, 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 the fans deserve, deserve a refund, but you know what? I think that that, that whole team deserves a, a, a week's fined wages, do you know what I mean, where they yeah. don't get paid because they didn't turn up. They didn't the do a job. Everybody else that turns up to do a job, they get paid for the job that they do. But if you don't turn up, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why you're getting paid this week, honestly. I think we, can, we, I, we're owed an apology at the very, very least. Can I ask all three of you, um, Antonio Conte's press conference after the Southampton game, of course, there's been uh, four games now since that. 
Um, when you look at some of the players' performances, Conte come out and said that there are 11 individuals. They, they're selfish players. They all play for themselves. Have you seen that in, in, in these four games since Conte's left? Definitely. 100%. Definitely. With, with hope? Uh, I think I, I think without Kane, I think the majority of them for me, you can see that. It's, 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 I don't know about the selfishness. I don't know about that side. I'm all about the lack of desire for your teammates or heart for the, or playing for the fans. Do you know what I mean? Like kids do. That is just not there for, for, for most of them players, to be honest with you. And like, look at what, uh, I don't know, is, is it Guy Pearce who said about Hugo Lloris's comment? That's an absolutely terrible, ridiculous thing to say when you're the captain. These people ain't got a clue. I don't. I think that that desire and heart not being there that you know from, a, from a, you, as a kid you, you go for, you've got, that is just so embarrassing for me to watch. They've embarrassed us as fans. Mm. So, yeah, I do, I do see that. Do you, do you not think the same, Chris? Do you not think these players yeah. are like that? Yeah. yeah, sadly. I, I, think, um, I don't know if selfish is the right... I don't know whether it, it was lost in translation or if, if he knows if, if... But I would say that we're just simply not good enough. I suppose we're, we're, no. when you talk about not working for each other, I suppose that brings me back to my other point of what I was saying about runs and movement. There is none. It's just side to side. So if, if that what? is selfish playing, people uh, not having the want and desire to get forward and create space for his teammates... I guess you can, you can call that selfish. Well, whenever things are going right or whenever they're going wrong, certainly when they're going wrong, you expect people to talk. And what really worries me and has done all season, even under Conte, is whatever's happening on the pitch, whenever the ball goes out of play, the players don't ever seem to communicate with one another, which yeah. I find really, really strange. That is a very strange thing because when you watch another team, you know, the, the opponents coming into our stadium, you know, when something's going wrong, um, and the ball goes out of play. They're all talking. They have a huddle. They uh, they're all communicating with one another. We don't seem to do that, and haven't done all, all season. No. Hey, if, hey, if, hey. Yeah, go on, Ricky. No, no, you go, James. Go on. Go uh, on go what James. my point was going to be, like, it, it's we're all in different professions or whatever, and we all can have a bad day at the office, and then we can have like a few bad days, and it can keep going. But any every one of us would be sacked or moved on, and someone else would come in. So that not that again, very basic thing. Starting with Son, not 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 bringing in Richarlison or Dan Juma, that for me is crazy, and that's why they're not that bothered because they're not going to be like they've got to rod up the arse, someone come behind them to take their job. That non-rotation just blew my mind, and that was Conte as well. To be fair, he, he wasn't really rotating, but that non-rotation mm. just blew my mind. Sorry, come on. The, no, I was going to say the selfish remark from Conte. I think stems from. Those players not working for each other, like like, we, like we've all been saying there. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're they're not working for the guy to the left and the guy to the right of them, or the guy behind or the one in front. They're just trying to go out there and and put forth the tactics that they've been drilled in to them for the last four years and under the last three managers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're just doing the same. They keep playing. We, we all know the problems. The ticky tacker in our own box. What's that about? Keep playing it back to Lloris with somebody who, who has no distribution with his feet. Shot stopper, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we, or we, he, 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 even he knows it. He knows he's, he, he's got no feet for, for, for the game. He can't pass it out. He can't kick it out. Do you know what I mean? Unless it goes out, out for a throw-in, you know? So there's so many things that, 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 are, that are just individual. And that's where, where I think that he, he came out with a selfish line. And it's true. 
It's true. And, and you know what? He was right in the sense that, you know, you know like you keep blaming the manager, you keep blaming the, the board, but like, are you holding the players to account? And that's the only reason why I didn't want him sacked at the time. I did want him sacked. Don't get it twisted. I was on here and I said, yep, it's time to go. You can't say certain things like that. But the only reason that I didn't want him sacked was because I felt that he would try and hold those players to account. All those players would have to come yeah. up to him and go, go, boss, boss, was you talking about me? Yeah. Is that who you're, you're talking about me? And then there, nice. has, there, has to be, there has to be some conflict. And then there has to be some type of reaction. But where he's gone for the comments that he said, and it's not against the players, it's against the board that the reason that the comments are gone, because that's why Stellini's still in charge. Because it's, it's, it had nothing to do with the football. It had nothing to do with the tactics. It had nothing to do with the performances. It had to do with Conte calling out the board. That's why he was sacked. And that's why it, that's the only reason why I wanted him to stay was for him to hold those players that he called out to account and for them players to come back at him and go, you talking about me? Let me show you. Let me show you. All right, and boss, let's go. But we didn't get none of that. Do you know what I mean? So all of those players have got off the hook again. Those that were selfish, those that he would have pointed out, those that Conte would have held up against the wall and to account, that's gone. That's gone. It's like, let's sweep that under the carpet. Don't worry about it, boys. Let, let's go again. Let's get some training pictures going. Let's get yeah. a rondo yeah. going. Come on. Come what on, is, boys. On that, Ricky, well, how, many, how many of those players would you like to see next season like, starting starting 11? How many of the team that you see now, how many of them would you like to see? Uh, goodness. Uh, I, I, I would say... Oh, uh, I, 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 yeah, there's not too many. Um, uh, I, for, for me, I, it's really a shame that Sonny's gone off the boil this year, but I feel that's got a lot to do with tactics and how he's, his confidence has crumbled. I yeah. think he, he, he showed us that by the goal that he scored. He's uh, 100th goal. Um, I think he came out afterwards and was like, you know, they don't want me to play this way. They don't want me to shoot from here. It was only Hoibo behind him shouting shoot, which yeah. says to me the tactics are so stringent and so rigid that it, he's been scared to shoot or he's been scared to play the way that he, go, he, he does play and express himself the way that he does express himself. So for me, even though he's had a terrible season, Sonny's still got credit in the bank for me. Kane, yeah. is, Kane is the man. I think Romero, the reason that he gets his yellow cards and the reason that he gets frustrated and kicks people up in the, in the air because it, he, sometimes back in the day, before VAR and when we had referees on the field that made the decision, do you remember those, like a thumping tackle to get everybody going? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Either, whether that was to get a reaction from the crowd or to get a reaction from your teammates, you'd get everybody going, all right, come on, let's yeah. go and have it. And I think he does that. And I think where we play, we're playing so badly and so individually, and like you said there, James, when he looks and he's seeing Longley and Dyer beside him that can't cover him and can't do the things that, that, that players that he has been alongside have done and played in that same system, he's just like, what's the yeah. point? So I, I, I would keep uh, Romero. I think yeah. we've definitely missed Benton Core. Um, I would keep Sonny and Kane. Kulazewski, I still think there's a player in there. I think he's young enough to come back. But but definitely, I think that he's he should be held to account for his performances. So if he's out of form, drop him. And I think that's the same with everybody. To keep yeah. them up their own backside and to stop that comfortability that I'm going to start next week anyway. Do you know what I mean? That complacency type of mentality where it's like, oh, well, it's all right. I'll play next week. You know, there ain't, there ain't, no, um, there ain't no punishment. Yeah. Remember Sonny's yeah. best performance after against got, Leicester. Yeah, so six years. Exactly yeah, because um, this non going around and rotating is ridiculous. 
And with you saying so few players, Ricky, I think it does stem back to four years ago when Pochettino didn't spend a penny in 518 days. And then every transfer window when we did spend money, either under Jose Mourinho, Nuno uh, or Conte, uh, we brought players in, we spent money, but the, the recruitment was bad and uh, the quality of player wasn't simply good enough. That is the problem. Um Ricky, let's stay with you. Let's talk about the game because uh, it took Newcastle just 61 seconds to go 1-0 up. And, and what really annoyed me after 61 seconds, when you're going into a game, when you're chasing a top four spot with the team right above you in Newcastle United, Joe Linton uh, literally passed Pedro Porro, Christian Romero, Pierre-Emi Hoybier, you know, two of those players in Romero and Hoybier, you would expect a tackle. You would expect a crunching tackle in the first minute of the game to close this player down. He got the shot in, Hugo Lloris palmed it out and Murphy finished. In the first minute of the game, there was not that desire to put that tackle in. Mm. There wasn't that desire, and, and I've, I've got to, I've got I've got to be truthful with you and the viewers and the listeners. Um, I missed the first goal. I literally turned it on. I was making a coffee. I went, stirred the coffee, brought it back in, and I missed it. And by the time I sat down and wait for a replay to, yeah, that sums it up. Yeah, Darren, let's come to you on the first goal. Yeah, um, well, it started off with Sar losing the ball in midfield. First of all, just getting the ball taken away. Then Gimarais dribbling through the defence. Poro backing off, backing off, not know which which way to go. And Loris spilled and, and Murphy put it in. It was a dreadful, like you say, you know. Poro was just, was just caught, completely caught. And all right, if, if an attacking player's in the box, you know, you you know, you have to time your know, tackle to absolute perfection or giving away a penalty. But he just looked floundering. Just nothing. Yeah, it was it was a soft goal. So, so, so sorry, gents. That was Leo the Lion. He's been texting me um, the whole way through 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 the game, and he's apoplectic right now himself. But he just phoned me. But I told him I was on the bloody world pod before <laughs> I even came on. But yet he's phoning me. So Leo, give me a minute, sunshine. I'm recording on the phone. I can't answer you right now, bruv. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to answer you once we finish here. Um, I can't remember what I was ranting about, but just quick apologies there. Rick, let's come to you on. Let, let's come to you on the second goal um, after six oh, minutes. Um, is that where we are? Bloody yeah, yeah. that's where we are. Ball over the top. Joe Linton brought it down. Fantastic uh, touch from him. Rounds Larice two 0 He's gone again. Yeah. And again, Poro yeah, out of position. Romero in no man's land. That's that's what my notes say. So yeah. I can't analyse it any other way apart from just the, like very basic defending like kids. It, it's um, especially Poro mainly for me. Poro for yeah. me was an absolute disgrace. Mm. He called what again. You... He called again. By the way, viewers, he called it. Leo just called me again and cut off the stream. Leo, give me a minute, sunshine. We can't get even this right today, Ricky. <laughs> what, what, why don't we get you talking about the third goal then? Um, Dyer passed it to Henderson. He was tackled. And then Murphy shot. It just surprised everybody. Leo, can you ring me again, please? Uh, <laughs> Leo, can you ring my numbers? Oh seven eight three eight. Mate, it was an utter collapse. It was an utter collapse. The gaps in defence. We was all over the place. We was raggedy as hell. Everything that Newcastle touched went in. Every move that they made, we, there was no confidence in our play, in our system, in the individuals that was on the field. And this is what we're saying. 
you know, they, 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 there's, there's nothing that I can say right now that we haven't already said. We've highlighted these problems throughout the season, throughout the season. They just came to fruition today. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they just hit us in the face, slapped us in the face today. And, and it, 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 it's, it's what we deserve, bruv. It's what we deserve, and it's what Newcastle deserve. Newcastle have been in the doldrums for so long. They've been through so much struggle with Mike Ashley as an owner. And, you know, they've got new ownership. They've got new direction. They've got new people in their boardroom. They've, they, and, and, and look how far they've come. And they've done it sensibly. They haven't gone out there and done Man City and gone and bought Robinho. They, yes. They've done it sensibly. They've got the right players in the right positions. We was looking at a left centre-back before Longley. Sven Botman. Uh, Sven Botman was doing great in France. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we were linked with him. Did we go in for him? Absolutely not. You know, no, we want Longley because we're going to hold off for Bastoni. Now that Conte and Paratici have gone, are we going to go in for Bastoni? Absolutely not. This is why they, they, there's all of these rumours and, and, and uh, um, reports going on about signing Longley. It's to shut us up again. Oh, look, we've got a left centre-back. No, mate. No. The decisions from top to bottom are ridiculous. And it, and, and it just came to fruition today in not just the third goal, and the first and the second, but in every single goal that was conceded today. It was a big slap in the face for all of those people that have made these, these decisions up until this point. Ricky, on that point, um, it looks like Scott Munn will start his job on the 1st of July. And at the moment, Daniel Levy is in charge of transfers and uh, the managerial search. Um, do you think that Fabio will end up being replaced because Scott Munn, um, although I'm sure he's very capable in doing this job that he's uh, been given, has no European experience. Mate, uh, the only thing I can say about Scott Munn is that he's he's got a lot to deal with. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. just, uh, it's not just a director of football or all the players or the scout. He's got so much to deal with. And if he's the man to come in and do it, let's see. Let's see what happens. But you talk about 1st of July. The only thing that I can think of is that I remember when Paratici came in and it was the same thing that happened where it was announced that he was going to start in the summer, but technically he did start earlier. You know, he did start making phone calls and he did start making manoeuvres earlier. And I can only say that Scott should be involved in, in the decisions that are happening right now because by 1st of July, it's going to be too late. It's going to be yeah. too late. We, we can't wait until... We can't wait until 1st of July to, to figure out a director of football that can work with a manager that we want to bring in. What are we going to do? How can we bring in a manager without the director of football going, yep, that's the man that I want. Yes, I can work with him. And the manager going, yep, I can work with that person right there. What I know right now is that Paul Mitchell, I know it won't happen because of the way that it finished, but Paul Mitchell is out of work right now. We had uh, some of the most successful signings that were under him, Sonny, Delhi. Um, I can't remember who else right now, but and our most successful uh, coach, being Pochettino, um, is available right now. They can make very swift decisions if they want to. But Scotty Munn, my friend, you thought that you 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 had a, a a small kind of starter plate, bruv. You've got the biggest dinner plate going, and there's a whole heap of shizer on that dinner plate that you've got to clear and bloody well wipe and wash up. There's so many things. Every time that he thinks he's going to complete a job, there's going to be seven more to deal with. And because and that's how low we've dropped, Rav. So things need to happen quickly. Scotty needs to be on a Zoom call with Daniel Levy very quickly. And when you talk about Daniel being in charge of the managerial search and the player search, has he ever not been involved? 
has he ever not been involved? I know when Paratici came in, I believed it, that we had a football person dealing with football matters. But, you know, Daniel Levy still went out and made the Jed, Jed Spence signing, right? From from what p- reports say, you know? So has he ever not been involved? Um, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Everybody needs to be held to account. Um, and, and I hope that this slap in the face today, this beating into the ground has opened up the eyes of that owner, you know what I mean, of Joe, because he's the owner of the club. And I hope that one thing or another happens right now, bruv. Things need to change. That to-do list is absolutely huge. Um, James, let's come to you. Um, In the 19th minute, it was 4-0. And it actually came from our attack. Willock, what a ball. Um, Isaac with uh, with a brilliant finish. 4-0, what were you thinking at that point? That, that goal in particular, I mean, I'm, that was all over. I mean, I was already only watching it because I'm doing this podcast from that point anyway. Uh, but that, what to be fair, from another side, that was an incredible pass. That was like Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, it was brilliant. But again, Porro was absolutely nowhere, and um, I was I was already missing Roy out at that point. Or maybe why why have we sent um, Jed Spence online? And um, the most the most interesting part of the game watching it was when there was a point when it went to. I don't know. You obviously didn't watch it, Chris, but it went to um, it went to Sting on the camera, and they said, mm. and the commentator said, uh, every little thing they've touched is magic. And then I think Anna Smith said, then he um, they should call the police because Spurs got beaten up. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> Spurs fans thinking here comes here comes one thousand retweets in my account. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I, I literally was only watching it for this. I would definitely have not been watching it. It was already school school kid defended. Wow. You talk about the bad defending there. Um, Darren, let's come to you. A couple of minutes later, it was 5-0. After 21 minutes, it was 5-0 for Newcastle. Um, it was a good build-up. Um, Isaac uh, finished. Hugo Lloris. Um, what on earth was he doing there? He's, he's got to be doing better there, hasn't he? Yeah. it Was that was that the, the angle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere. I don't get it. I just don't he get it. Corner, I, did it. No. It... it <laughs> He's had his days. He's he's had his. He's 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 done us proud. He's been the most wonderful servant to the club and a wonderful ambassador. But I mean, you just need to get rid now. You just need to get rid of him. It's you. You can't keep keep on. That what was that? That the um, Isaac shot from long range. He didn't even move. And not only did he didn't didn't move. He didn't even get a deflection. It wasn't like one of those where it hit whoa and you can't. He just he was rooted. And again, as we've talked about, you know, his distribution's awful. I just, I, I don't get it. Who would you bring in? Who would you bring in there? Who, what, well, I mean, Foster. He's got. He's got to be better. You know, at the end of the day, we um, we drew the second half, one all. Yeah. He only let in a goal. I mean, so, the next I mean, season, who, who, who would you have your eye on to, to replace oh, him? Any thoughts? I always liked Mendy. I thought he was good. Yeah. Good keeper. I like the Brentford uh, goalie. Is it Raya? Raya, Raya? Mm. Raya yeah. yeah. You, like, you know what? I would give Austin a bloody well go right now. Yeah, the way that yeah. it's going. The way that it's going, I'll put Austin in the six games. What yeah. have we got to lose? Exactly. Somebody who wants to be there. Somebody who wants to prove something. Somebody who, you know, I, and I feel sorry for um, our, our young keepers who never really get a shot. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if you're talking about somebody like buying a player, well, then that, that uh, um, Magnan, who plays for AC Milan, has been dynamite this season. Another one that it's we was linked to, yeah, another one that we was linked to for ten to twelve million that we didn't take up. Anana, who plays for Inter Milan, yeah. another no. one 
that that we could have got on a free that we didn't pick up. It's easy know, to write um, a song for him as well. No, 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 it'd be very easy. I mean, that, that that'd be very easy, brother. And I, I think we'd all enjoy we'd all enjoy singing that one as well. <laughs> but it, it it's it's like we've got to figure out what type of keeper we want. Do we want a shot stopper or do we want somebody who can play with their feet? And that again comes down to the management. Yeah, what type of manager and what type of direction? We've got no direction, bro. We've got no identity. Levy spoke about DNA a couple of years ago, but and and where has that gone? That's that's another chant or another bloody world song that should be sung. <laughs> Where's our <laughs> DNA, mate? Where's it gone? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about this, well, Chris? What about this Fagan Walcott. You ever seen much of him? I heard quite a lot about him. He's a defender. He's supposed to be doing really well, isn't he? Is he any good? Yeah, he, he made his first team debut under Jose Mourinho when we had a lot of injuries. Um, yeah. I think when we lost 3-0 away at uh, RB Leipzig. Um, Would you throw him in? Would you throw him in the squad or not? No, no it, it, it's such a, a huge gap between playing in the under-21s yeah. to going to play Premier League football. I just think that the gap is too far. So not at the moment, no. I'm just thinking to embarrass these players, back to my normal point, I'm thinking not, not to play them next season, but just for six games, but... Yeah, but Stellini yeah. very rarely makes a change anyway. Made one, he's made one change in four games. So the fact that we're all saying perhaps bringing a lot of youth players, yeah, I don't yeah. think, I, I don't think he, it's ever going to happen. Like he's a happy shopper, Conte, isn't he? Like he's just not not as good version of that. Btech Conte, and, yeah. And, and, and we've been we've been rolling with this case of seniority. Do you know what I mean? Like those that are more senior players, they're the ones that are either keeping their shirt or that are on the bench and come off of the bench. You know, it ain't about form, it ain't about ability, it ain't about what they show in training. And if it ain't about those things, then why are you going to continue to try and show something or to try and improve when you know you haven't got a chance? That's so so perfect because look at Roy Al, for example, which really proves your point, Ricky. When he was like, he started playing brilliant when we started getting another player. Then he he completely changed, didn't he? And he was yeah. incredible. So, yeah, is it the squad depth? You're absolutely right, man. Yeah, when, when players think they've got a god given right to start every day and every game and there's no competition, absolutely right. Yeah. 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 So, like any, uh, business, I, any job. And I've got to hold my hands up. I was calling for, for um, Emerson Royale to go. I mean, I was just absolutely done with him, done with him. Me too. Um, but, you know, Porro comes in and, 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 he, and, he, and he, to his credit, you know, he ups his game and he's been playing. You know, it'd be good to have him back. Yeah. But we, again, we what? didn't know what, our, what Kane would turn into. We put, put Kane mm. in for a few games. Let's throw a few of the kids in. Let's do, I know I know it won't happen. I know. Mm. I'm sure it's the right thing to do at the moment for six games. So it's shortly good. after shortly after the fifth goal went in, um, no Davinson Sanchez come on. <laughs> so, Davinson Sanchez come on. So in the 30th minute, across from the right, Hunmin Son to Harry Kane, tame shot at Pope. In the 38th minute, the fans were cheering every touch and every pass. Oh. Newcastle, that is. That that was the embarrassing moment for me. Just before half-time, Longstaff had a shot blocked by Romero just past the post. Half-time, of course, it was 5-0. Uh, then we um, saw that Hugo Lloris went off and Forster came on. Um, some players at that point looked like they didn't even want to come out of that tunnel. Um, Ricky, let's come to you very quickly on this. Um, Hugo Lloris going off, Forster coming on. Reports are stating that he picked up an injury um, in the first half. That is the reason why. Lots of rumours online are going around. Uh, well, there's all sorts of rumours going going around uh, why he went off. What do you think the real reason was? Back injury from picking the ball, isn't it? 
<laughs> they're saying it's a muscle injury ain't they and i think it, it, it it's the muscle between the ear rolls bruv it's the muscle between the ear rolls that has, that, that has been pulled and that has got a bit of a hamstring do you know what i mean and i think that he had to come off but but look at that look at what, what an indictment that is that your captain comes off at half time after that collapse in the mm. in the i can't even say first half the first 20 minutes the first 10 minutes there was a collapse where, where was Hugo? I mean, and I love Hugo. I don't want to slag. I don't want to slag any of our players off. And I loved what Hugo has done for years upon years. For 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 ages after he leaves, he will still be the best goalkeeper that we've had at Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? He will, he will still be up there in the conversation for years to come. But bloody hell, where where was the rallying? Where was the was the captain's display? Where was the pull together? Where was you know grabbing some people by the by by the shirt and holding them up and going, what's going on here? You know, everyone wanted to kind of laugh at Zinchenko the other day um, for yeah. the Gooners, like pulling them in for a bit of a, a talk. But but where was that for us? You know what I mean? Like, wh whether you want to slag it off or not, you know, there, there's just no cohesion anymore. There's nothing. Everybody's playing for themselves. Everybody just wants to get to the end of the season. I think everyone just wants to get on their holidays and get away from the club. And you see it when they go on international duty. All of our players that go on international duty, they're all laughing, yeah. smiling. They're all playing well. They're all playing with positivity. They're playing like the shackles are off, like they're not weighed down by the shirt of Tottenham Hotspur. And you see it and then they come back and then it's like, oh, we go again. And that's what I'm talking about with the body language. It's crumbled. It's gone. And that's even more of an indictment of why there needs to be a massive fire sale right now. Why you need... To, to get people in with, with new blood and, and desire and want to kind of do something with this club. And even if we do finish sixth or seventh or eighth next season, at least let, they, let us see that there's a new group of players that want to achieve something. As long as we can see them going in the right direction. I'm not talking about winning the league. I'm talking about going in the right direction. We don't know what direction we're going in. We're going round and round and round about and expecting to turn up at a destination and it's not happening. Yeah. James, surely, surely there would have been a couple of arguments amongst those players at half-time. Yeah. Because, of course, we saw in the Amazon documentary, um, Hunmin Son uh, was, was shouted at by Hugo Lloris. Do you think that there was a, a couple of shouting matches at uh, half-time today? I was thinking exactly what you were just saying. Just then. I think that's the thing that's gone, though. I think that's the, that fight, that desire, that I think that has gone. I don't think there was that. And that's my honest opinion. That used to be there. And I was thinking, as, as Ricky was talking, I was thinking that that fight did used to be there. And I did like, Mourinho loved it when they was shouting at each other, didn't he, at that, that point? Yeah. So, so did us as fans, really, didn't we? We, we liked yeah. that, that desire in that fight. That is the thing that's missing. That is the thing that's, that's not there. That's the main thing that's not there anymore. Because, going back to what we said, they're not. They're going to play next week anyway. They play absolutely terrible and they'll play next week anyway. And they'll pick up their big wages. And it's just the fans that are suffering. So, no, I don't think there was... And you, I remember seeing Romero's face at the start of the second half. They panned on to him. And he was just like, he was like not uninterested, uninterested. And I think yeah. he's waiting for the next international break. Yeah, he, I, I he, in, in my opinion, he is definitely one of those players that did not want to come out for that second no, half. No way. No, but I, th I think all of them were like that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think Skip and Sarah anywhere near good enough players anyway, to be honest. Yeah. But they, and that's, I think Skip, he's had a few good moments, but I, I, I think he's like a, mid-table, maybe a championship kind of player, to be honest, still for me. Um, I, think, I did think he was one of the ones that absolutely worked hard today. But I Yeah, mean, he's got the... He's got the, 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 the 
he plays with a badge and up. I don't think that the talent's there for someone who's going to want to go and win the league or a winner or a winner. I want to see like when I, when we was being linked with people like Bastoni and stuff. I know that's defender, but that, these people are like winners for me. Do you know what I mean? They'll they'll like mm. they'll change the culture of the the mindset. So you don't not looking forward to an international play. You you're looking forward to coming back to Tottenham because it's. We're a great team playing well. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Skip, although you're right, he falls into that category of playing for the badge. I just don't think he's good enough. Uh, Darren, let's yeah. come to you. In the 49th minute, of course, Spurs, well, we scored our only goal of the game uh, through Harry Kane. A good solo effort from him. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a great Kane goal. But by, <laughs> by then, it's, you know, it's, it's done and dusted. Like, you can't... What do you do? Like, you know, two goal down, yeah, you're in it. Three goals down, you're in it. But five goals down, you just don't want to be on the pitch. I mean, great, great, great goal. Lovely, well-taken goal. But, I mean, it's like... I think you're right there, Darren, as all of us. Just, what what do you do? What what, what do you do? Mm. Yeah. And then they started, uh, that, that was it. And when they started making their subs and you think they bring out Al, Almiron and Wilson, you're thinking, oh my God, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Did you think, what did you think of when Sanchez came on? Did, what, did, what were your thoughts? I'd be interested to know after his last... Uh, I've got to say, I mean, I don't think, I, I didn't like the fact he got booed, if I'm honest with you. I don't mm. think that should happen, really. And I, I know, And I feel exactly the same frustration as all the as all the fans, but it's not on him, really. He's just not good enough. Um, well, so, I wonder if they were booing him or booing the decision to bring him on. I'm hoping it's to bring, booing the decision and not the player. Unfortunately, last week, Sanchez got the, the, the boos that, you know, and the frustration that every fan wanted to aim yeah. towards the whole situation. Yeah. And and, and Sanchez got it. Yeah. Um, which was very, very sad to see. Of course, he 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 come off uh, crying on the bench. I know most of us have been crying for the last fifteen years of not winning trophies, but um, it's, it's it, the, the situation is just so dire at the moment, and that is another, uh, you know, very clear um thing that these players just aren't good enough. And you know, we paid forty-two million pounds for him back in twenty seventeen. He's been at the club for six years. He's not good enough. So these players, we need to offload them. And I think that as a football club, we have real difficulties trying to offload players when we've got them on these contracts. Because when you look at the summer, and I know we said about Scott Munn of of this to-do list, all of those players coming back this summer, Harry Winks, Joe Roden, Lo Celso, the the list is absolutely endless. All those players coming back in. So whoever is the manager... They're going to have to sit down and, and think who they want to keep, who they want to then buy in. Are they going to have their say on signings or are they going to be club signings? I just feel that there is so many things to sort out. Um, anyway, in the 52nd minute, long staff with a long shot uh, just wide. A minute later, Dan Byrne nearly scored. Um, that was blocked by his own player in the 55th minute. Um, even at 5-1 down, the Spurs fans were singing. Fantastic away support, despite us, uh, you know, giving that performance today. In the 67th minute, uh, Callum Wilson, sub, as you said, Darren, um, scored. Uh, Rick, what did you make of the sixth goal? Brav, I was over and out by then. I was over and out by then, mate. Um, I can't even believe that we're going through it again. I know that we, we do, and this is what the show is. We'll go through the game, but... yeah. It was typical. I'm trying to do it quickly. It was typical. It was typical, bruv. Like it was always going to happen. Um, 
do you know what? The, the only thing that's going through my head right now is that all of the departments, you know, we've got all of these new titles and all of these new staff that have come in that, you know, Parachichi has brought in, whether that be Steinson or Davies or, or, or whoever it is. But but where is the due diligence? And I hear due diligence mentioned so many times, whether it's to do with our manager or the players or the players that we recruit or that we buy in. <clears throat> where is the due diligence office? And, and who is running that one? Because mm. the amount of decisions that are being made are just... It, it, it's... I don't even I don't even know no more, mate. I don't even know. Let's crack on. Let's get to the end of the game. What minute are we on, Chris? Sorry? What minute are we on from the end of the game? Don't worry, there's only three more points to go for. <laughs> 70, 72 minutes, of course, Dan Juma came on, Kulosevsky uh, went off. James, what have you made of Dan Juma's time at Spurs so far? Because it's been very limited. We have a chance to buy him at the end of the season. What do you think the club will do? I like him, if I'm honest, yeah. I like Dan Juma. I think, uh, I think Ricky touched it at the start. I think in the, even against Bournemouth, he's one of these players who come on and play with, with, with heart and, and wanted to impress because he's one of these players that are outside of this nonsense that's going on. And he wants to come on to get these game time. Mm. And so I think, again, going back to rotation would work. Uh, I would keep him. Um, and I would start, start, starting him, start dropping his players. I'd have him. I would probably do uh, Dan Juma, Richarlison, and Kane. I'd, I'd, I'd try that out. To be honest, yeah. Um, the, the, the way that he came on last week and got the goal. If yeah. you are not going to get a start after that, yeah. when are you going to get a start? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. I don't change him with Stellini, though. I don't. I like the the B Tech Conte, like you say. I don't see that, that changing whatsoever. I really, as I, as I'm. On this podcast, I'm still all just thinking this though. I really don't understand why we're not just going out and getting getting the manager and getting sorted for next season now. Like Ricky said, I, I don't understand why we now because it's, it's clearly rotten. We have yeah. to make. I I think I I have a feeling. Maybe I'm just being positive. But I have a feeling we're going to wake up to some sort of news on it tomorrow. Hopefully, there's a change. There is always a drama. Every, every day there just seems to be a drama of some kind. And this is what I am finding a real shame at the moment because I know so many fans that go to home and away games and so many of them at the moment are slowly falling out of love with the club, which is yeah. really, really sad to see. Yeah. Um, and, and when we do podcasts like this, it's it's... You know, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be, you know, four four of us on here, um, you know, talking about the game, enjoying being Spurs fans, and you know, no one's enjoying it at the moment, which is it's, it's, really sad got, to see. It's got to the stage, Chris, that that even if you do get, or, and we have done, you know, with Conte and Mourinho, even if we were to get like Nagelsmann, for example, or yeah. Enrique tomorrow, big news, breaking news here at Sky, da 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 da. Luis Enrique's time for Tottenham, we would just go, right, okay. Because like you say, the to-do list is so big. Massive, it's yeah. So big. It's, he's got so much to do. And the players that he's got to work with just aren't, the majority of them, or sorry to say, aren't good enough. You can't even get excited about that. You could probably get excited about a change of shape and a change of style of football and have attacking football, which which we've been missing for seasons. Um but it just doesn't give us that that buzz, that excitement. I mean, you were like a kid in a sweet shop when we signed Conte, Chris. You were like a dog with two dicks. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and, and how quickly that changed. 
But but you know what? What what has happened to our triangles? Do you remember when we used to play yeah, the yeah, game absolutely. in triangles and like yeah. build build our attacks off of a triangle? Yeah. We've gone to this horseshoe tactic and it's been there for so damn long. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Side like, to side. We're, we're, we're so easy to read. We're so easy to play against. We It's so easy to defend against our attacking players. It's so easy to isolate Harry Kane or or, or or defend on Kulu or Sonny. That, that, it's just, and where everybody is, there ain't no cohesion. There ain't no togetherness. It's just everybody's everywhere. It's scattergun. Do you know what I mean? I've I miss I, I miss us playing proper football. I miss us going for it. I miss us, you know, ups, upsetting the barrel car. I, I I miss those last minute winners. I, I I miss the passion and the and 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 the pride that those players had for playing for Tottenham and the pride that they gave us for wearing our tops during the week and our hats and our scarves and our, our gloves and and our socks and all of the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? Like where is that gone? Where is it gone? It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Hold that, hold that thought on managers for a second. Um, in the 79th minute, um, Anthony Gordon had a chance, uh, saved by Forster, and then eventually cleared off the line. Uh, and then seven minutes from time, Hunmin Son went off, Richarlison came on. Um, and of course, the game finished 6-1. Um, Ricky, I want to start with you on this. I want to ask you all the same question. What is the right thing to do now? Is it to appoint another win-now manager like we did with Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte? Is it right to put in a project manager, give them time, bring in a young manager, bring in perhaps a manager that a lot of people don't even know uh, in European football? What is the right thing to do now? I don't think the right thing to do is to bring in another win-now manager because we're not a win-now team and we don't give a win-now manager the tools to do what a win-now manager needs to do. So uh, we, we do need a project manager. We do need somebody who, is, who, who wants to change the whole philosophy from top to bottom. For me, that man is Pochettino because not only does he know the club inside backwards and, and you know the under-21s, under-18s, under-16s, under-10s, but he also knows how this board works. And if that board were uh, humble enough to admit when they're when they're wrong and that they were wrong at certain stages, um, then I, I, you, you would have to give it to him. Do you know what I mean? But uh, again, like Nagelsmann is my second choice. I think Nagelsmann is a dynamite coach, a young coach that could come in that that plays. It's uh, got A, B, and C plans. Do you know what I mean? The majority of the times that Nagelsmann sides have been described as as, as a team that does everything. You know that knows how to uh, to defend, know how to do low block, know how to progress it through the midfield, and know how to attack in various different strategies, very various different kind of ways and means. And and maybe that that that's the right thing to do. But honestly, bro, the first thing that they they need to do, the first thing that they need to do is figure out what type of club that they want to be. What do you want to do? What type of football do you want to do? What type of players do you want to bring in? What, who, how do you want to be represented? How does Tottenham Hotspur want to be re- represented? That's the first thing that you need to do to get the rest right. And, and you know, some humble pie should be eaten by a lot of those uh, people in, in, in boardroom level. I would love them to come out and apologise for some of the things just to show that they're human because it just seems like they don't take any accountability. You know, when we talk about that, that Daniel Levy Cambridge talk during the week, he gave some good answers, but not once did he take accountability. He was always like, well, I pay a manager to do the job for us to win. We all want to win, but you don't give him the tool. He didn't take the, the kind of accountability to go, well, I didn't give him the screwdriver and the hammer that I needed to give him to go out there and, and, and fix what needed to be fixed. 
but I gave him a saw and I gave him a bloody well, you know, some some no more nails and expected him to bloody well do the job with that. You know, uh, there, there needs to be some accountability taken. There needs to be some humble pie taken and it needs a massive reset before anything else. Figure out who you want to be. Figure out what type of club that you want to be because after 20 odd years, and after how many managers that we've gone through, you should know what type of manager, you should know what type of football, you should know what type of direction that you want to go in, into as a club going forward. Do you know what I mean? A bit like Brighton. You know, every time that they've lost a the manager, manager, they've brought in somebody else that plays the same way, the same philosophy, but with tweaks here and there. With, and so they can put their own personality onto the side. Do you know what I mean? It's not just Graham Potter part two. It's, Deserby, and he's going to take it up a notch to point three. Do you know what I mean? So that's what needs to happen first and foremost before any other any other thing any other decision is is made. Figure out who you want to be because for ages we have been rudderless, like the boys have said, and we have been directionless. You know, and that's what you first need to do: eat some humble pie, come out and apologize for the despicable decisions that you've made that have put us into this place right now. You know, no, don't just take the accolades for the good decisions that you've made. Mm. Take some responsibility and take some accountability for the disgusting, despicable decisions that you have made that have put us into this situation right now. But he won't because he doesn't talk. He doesn't he doesn't put his head above the parapet. And he said in the Cambridge interview, you know, this is rare for me to do. You know, he said, I, I don't do interviews. So he, he's, he's, he doesn't need to. He can sit in his office in his nice leather chair and he, he doesn't need to hold himself to account. That's, that's, that, um, you're just, right. just for the record, just for the record, that that interview with Cambridge University was done about four weeks ago, but it was only published yeah, in the last yeah. couple of days. Okay. Um, but when you watch that, I don't think that he uh, knew that all of those Spurs questions were going to be coming out. I think a lot of the questions he was going to be receiving mm. and answering was going to be on business, economics, etc. Not not about Tottenham, um, because well, he just I'm doesn't not... do that, those types of interviews. And I wonder how much he said. Uh, was uh, cut because if you looked at the interview, they had the white flashes, the transitions. So I wonder if uh, he's sort of said anything more that that would have been interesting for us as fans to sort of know. Yeah. If if um, Daniel Levy, if Daniel Levy put as much effort as he as he has off the field, on the field, we would be praising him for mm. the Beyonce concert and for the F one. And, and for the go, you know, the go-kart and anything else that's going on, the rugby and the NFL or whatever else is going on. If he put as much effort and gave, you know, cared about as, uh, uh, as much for the on-the-field uh, things as he does for off-the-field, he would be lauded. There would be, there's so many good things that he's doing, but because he's doing these things and he's leaving the football side to just rot and crumble, then you, you've got to call him out. You've got to say that, well, look, you're... You, your your vision has been distracted. You you want to make an F1 car with the Tottenham symbol on it. You you know what I mean. You want to create some go karts. You you want you're, you're more concentrated on the concerts. But if you look at it on a business model, it's a great way of getting funds into the club and to keeping us sustainable without having a massive oligarch spending stupid money. You know, like so those things would be praised. And Daniel, my friend, you would be praised for the work that you have done if you put the same effort into that first team. Mm. If you could admit some of the mistakes that you've made over the last couple of years 
And a lot of people believe in life, not just in football, but in life, that admitting that you're wrong or admitting that you made a mistake is mm. considered as weakness. It is not. Let me tell mm. everybody. Let me yeah. tell everybody. It is considered as a a a a strength. It's considered as a sign of strength because if you can admit where you're wrong in life, then you can grow as a person. You can actually you can actually heal those wounds and you can kind of recognize that you made a mistake here and this is what the mistakes were and this is why why I'm not going to make these mistakes again. So the, the fact that you're admitting that you, or you can't admit that you was wrong or that you made a mistake is even more blindsided, is even more head in the sand type of mentality. And, and that's why this will continue until they do something like that. And without a PR person that comes out and cleans up your statement, come out as a come out as a human, come out as a as a guy that's been a part of this football club for uh, for the, the twenty odd years. Come out as somebody who cares. Do you know what I mean? If you show us that, if you speak to us as a human, then then we we can go all right and cool. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. I believe what you're saying. It's all right. We all make mistakes in life. It's all right. But let's try and make sure that we don't make those same mistakes again. But history has shown us that's all we keep doing is repeating the same mistakes. Mm. Ricky, Ricky, just very quickly um, on Pochettino. Ah. Uh, now, in the last couple of days, of course, Fabrizio Romano has stated that Pochettino has had two rounds of talks with London rivals Chelsea. Yeah. How would you feel? How would you? I know you're a big Pochettino fan, and I know that you would like the man back to replace Antonio Conte. Um, how would you feel if he was the next Chelsea boss? I would feel sick, mate. I would feel sick. I would feel sick having um, the Chelsea lot sing his magic, you know. Uh, Craig Dearman, uh, we, we had a little kind of talk on Twitter. We was uh, going back and forth and I totally, it, that's his point. He brought that up. Can you imagine Chelsea singing his magic, you know, and I just felt, uh, it, it, it sunk, you know, my heart sunk to the, the bottom of my bottom, mate. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, I didn't even think of that. But do you know what? He's allowed to work. You know, uh, he's been there available. He's been there. We all know how much he loves the club. And if you believe that he was the man to, to you know, repair, which I do, and a lot of fans do. I know there's some fans out there that don't believe it. And I respect your opinion too. Do you know what I mean? But I believe that he could heal between 80 and 90% of the problems that we've got. And he's been sitting there chilling, as his uh, Instagram has said. And you haven't gone out and got him. You haven't even made the bloody well phone call. You haven't even made an approach because you, you're you want to you, you don't want to admit that you're that you was wrong in the past. Again, exactly what I was saying. So if he goes to Chelsea, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him. He's allowed to work. I do. I think it would work over at Chelsea. Not really, but I would. I would hope for him, not for Chelsea, but for him that it that it does. Do you know what I mean? And I, uh, and it's going to be even more dirt that's been rubbed in our faces, like Sorry. it was today, 6-1, that it will be all next season. Do you know what I mean? If if he does take the job up and if Chelsea give him the job, you know. Um, so it, it's down to us again. It's another shocking decision made by, by uh, the powers that be at Tottenham Hotspur. James, what sort of manager do we need and who would you like? Uh, I'm very similar to Ricky, to be honest. You know, I, I think, I, and what you touched on before, Chris, about the away days, my, my main point on all this, and I can't stop but keep feeling sorry for these away fans that, the, that do go to the games. Uh, and Pochettino gave us something to enjoy, he gave us an identity, he gave us like football we'd want to go and watch. And that you can't, then it's worth your money, you know. And 
the huge difference between that and now is, is monumental. So I do, I, I do believe the same as what Ricky's saying. I do believe that he can heal a lot of these problems. He can bring us all together again, like he did before. Um, just this time, we need to give him the furniture that he's asked for. Do you know what I mean? This is the difference. But I think, I think uh, there's quite a lot of the. I know some might disagree, like you were saying, but I think quite a lot of the fans want to see that. And I think we've now got to a point, as we can all see in, on this podcast, where we just keep repeating the same things and the same problems. And there's a, an answer screaming us in the face. And I can't believe if he ends up going to Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, I want him to see see him do well, not Chelsea, same as with you, Ricky. But it, it, James, when, when when you say about the problems and the same problems, and and we yeah. do discuss the same things year in year out at the moment. Yeah. What does it take for serious change at the football club? Does does it? If we finished eighth and we didn't get in any European football spot for next season, would that change anything? Uh I think it might cha- it, it might make obviously even worse because I think Kane would go. But I, I was even watching that game then and thinking maybe we need just to completely start again. So if Kane does go yeah. using that money with a decent manager to start it again, I, I, I'll be completely honest with you, Chris. Like I, I don't really know the answers to quite a lot of these things. I just know that that man, back to coming back to Pochettino, can answer a hell of a lot of it. So even if you finished eighth. And, and I think, honestly think this as well, even if next season we finish sixth with Pochettino, but we was playing good football and we was going the right way, the fans would be would give him time. But we might not give someone else time. We might not give Vincent yeah. Company time. We might not give the fans, I mean. Might not, and they, they'd have a right to. With Pochettino, we're all like a family with him. You know what I mean? It's almost like a family member coming back. And we would, if we, if we see us playing exciting football... Because all of a sudden, we have got that project manager that we would all give a bit of time. And it would take a lot of um, thing off the board. Do you know what I mean? The, the, they're getting at the moment as well. If they if they went out and got him underneath Chelsea's noses, that would be yeah. amazing. That would be amazing. And it makes me feel sick to even think that he'd go in there. We'd yeah. wait until he was sacked from Chelsea before we'd sign him again, James. Yeah, I know. yeah I think the same. <laughs> yeah, which is a disgrace. Well, that's all right then, because Chelsea finished 14th or something, then that's all right. <laughs> Darren, what, Darren, what are you thinking? Surely, surely we've got to go for a project manager this time rather than another win now manager that doesn't work. I just, I want to see, I want to see good football. I'm, I, I'm fed up of all this side to side. Like I said today, there were bits in that game where we got across the halfway line and it ended back at Larice. Like this is, this isn't what we're about i don't think it's what any team's about you know we talk about dna and philosophy obviously you know you talk about the the west ham way of playing and all that every every fan wants to see attacking football and as spurs fans that's that's exactly what we want now in terms of your next manager i mean uh, exactly as as james and and ricky have said you know if, if he does go to chelsea i would be absolutely sick it would leave such a horrible taste in my mouth but you could see why he wouldn't want to go back to Spurs. You know, it'd be like going back to your missus who just shagged your best mate. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he wouldn't... like. So I don't begrudge him that. But having said that, having said that, it would work. It, it could work. You look at Roy Hodgson, what he's doing at Palace. All right, they drew nil-nil with Everton yesterday. But he won his first two games. You could argue Great. that he... Um, you could argue that he gets Crystal Palace. Like, he knows the club. So, you know, would it work? You'd hope that it would. And at the end of the day, give the fans what they want. You know, all you have to do is look at Twitter yeah. 
And, you know, and look at, I won't say 98%, 99%, the vast majority of people would be happy to have him back. Yeah. If we didn't have him back, who would I want? I don't care. I just want to see good attacking football, whether it's Nagelsmann, De Zerbi, um, Enrique. I'm just fed up. It's like Ricky said, where are the triangles? Where are the runs? Where are the... Over there, that's where I'm going. We haven't... We just... The ball stops and they look around... And they play it backwards. That's not what Tottenham's about. I just Very what you said there about giving the fans what they want. I think I think you're absolutely right, and it's and we deserve it. And these these fans that go to the away games that do show the heart, absolutely and do the desire, and it is everything to them. The fans are doing it. Yeah, but 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 do you know what? You know, Ali Gold came out with a in his last video. He came out with a great point. And if the ball would have forced into going to get Poch, um, then how much are they going to back him? Do you know what I mean? If they're forced in a, into a situation, how much are, gonna, are they going to back him? And then how much blame is going to be put on Pochettino's shoulder, which then tarnish, tarnishes his legacy? Do you know what I mean? If you don't go yeah. out there and get Poch, 100% you have to go out there and get Nagelsmann. It's the only other guy that can come in and do a job. Somebody who would be around for three seasons plus to try and fix the problems. And somebody who was enamoured with Tottenham and Pochettino and the way that we played football when we was playing that that dynamite football. Mm. He is one of those coaches that came to the ground and watched and spoke to Poch and and, and loved the, the, the systems and the philosophy that mm. we was playing. So he's been inspired by that type of football. So he's the only other one. If you don't go out there and get Poch, then you've got to go out there and get Nagelsmann. Have to. The thing like, about what the bad bit that's happening is I, I do think the managers will come with questions that they want answering before they sign that contract in terms yeah. of how much are they going to be backed and what and what sort of players this is the thing this is the thing that pisses me off james is that you you would have thought that that Mourinho and conte would have had those yeah, discussions and the only reason that they came to tottenham because they got backing and they got mm. yeah we will mm. we will support you and what otherwise they what's the point in someone going to a club if they didn't have that reassurance that they were going to get um it, it, it just, it's just, it's just baffling. It, I had another yeah. point I wanted to make, but uh, it's, it's just. I'm the same as you, though, Darren. There's so many in your head, isn't there? That it's like it's all crushing through the door at the same point. Well, you've all said you've all said you want Pochettino back, but what do you think Spurs will do? I want you to predict who you think that they will appoint as the next Spurs manager, because at the moment, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Spurs went for someone like Brendan Rodgers. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if we went for the final manager, Arnie Slot. Rick, who are you going with? Who, who do you really think Spurs will appoint? Because I can't see Pochettino happening, sadly, and that would be my preferred choice. Mate, I don't know what they're going to do. But I just, you know, it needs to be the right decision. I mean, Arnie Slot is playing some good football at, uh, at final. It comes from the Dutch way. Do you know what I mean? At least you know that, that, that there would be somebody with a project in his head. But I, I, I honestly, if we look at this, and we've, I've said this already, but if we look at the decisions that the board have made over the last, I don't know how long, they haven't been able to make the right decision. Um, they just haven't been able to make the right decision at all. And I don't trust them to make a right decision right now. Is that Daniel saying what the, the stadium's going to be named when he says that? What's that? So this is, this is Anthony oh. Costa on. Anthony no, Costa's no. going to give us the prediction. Costa just gave me a call, actually, and um, again, so I'll have to call him back after this. But I've already, I did pick up the phone today, Chris. I picked up the phone at half time. He phoned me and I picked up and I phoned him, but we'll get on to that a bit later. He said you don't call um, him back, yeah. 
bruv, bruv, after that, after that 20 questions, then I'll get onto the 20 questions, right? Because Dow, you cracked me up. You cracked me, got me with the Watford. And then the impression at the end was killing me, bruv. And then uh, Costa, he was getting me the whole way through the bloody world 20 That questions. looks good, that, that 20 questions thing. Is that, that, that a new thing, Chris, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, good, and, that, and it was really enjoyable to do. Thing. Yeah, honestly, it was really enjoyable to do. But as soon as I came out of the gym, finished watching him, and people thought I was schizophrenic in the gym because I had the headphones in, but I was cracking up oh, and I was, right. answering, I was answering Costa back out loud. I'm like, oh, you little sh... Oh, come on, you... <laughs> So I was, I was, but I had to give him a call straight away. And I wanted him to miss the call just so that I could say, oh, I phoned him and he didn't pick up. But after two <laughs> rings, he picked up and I was like, oh, Costa, man. Um, yeah, look, man, I don't, I don't trust, look, going back to the football, I, I just don't trust any decision that they're going to make. It's either going to be, like you said, with Costa, it's either going to be a Steve Bruce or a Sam Allardyce. Or like I say, somebody that who could, heal the wounds would be Ted, Ted Lasso, mate, if it's not going to happen. He's the guy that could heal the heal the wounds. But for, for me, if you're not going to go out there and get Potts, who, who we've said would, would kind of uh, heal 80 to 90% of the problems that we've got from, from top to bottom, then you you have to go out there and get Nagelsmann. You have to. You, you just have to. And then slot would be in my third, in my, my third, my third position. So that's who yeah. you think we're going to get? Uh, I, I can't. I may, what I think we're going to get is is, gra- is is thrown to the ground and I think that we're going to have um, dirt kicked in our face for the next couple of seasons, mate. I don't know what we're going to get. I think that we're going to be scraping along the bottom of the sea <clears throat> with the holes in the Titanic, mate. That's what. That's all I can see happening right now. I also James- think, God forbid, sorry, we should get um, Europa Conference football i think that would be such a if we had to go to el Chachal on a on a Thursday <laughs> evening, you know, middle of nowhere with you g- giving us tweets from like you know some middle of eastern europe oh. you know and updates going what the bloody hell am i doing here you know i would think that would be awful i'd rather just be out out of all competitions, European competitions, and start fresh next season. I reckon that would it would be one plane trip too many. Not for the players and the fans. For, well, for you, not for me, because I don't do what you do. But what, what, could you imagine, Chris? Have you been to El Chris? Yeah, I can imagine it. I can imagine it. Pack off to Ferreira. I tell you what, that was a come down. That really, really was. From from yeah. going to you know European away days, going to that Champions League final in Madrid, to then having lockdown and then being able to go to matches again, and then going to Pack off to Ferreira with a, an attendance of about eight thousand people. Um, that that was that was an eye opener. It really was. So no, we do not want to be going to places like that again. With all due he respect, Paul, isn't he? that Paco Ferreira, he, he plays for Chelsea. Then <laughs> you you're, think, you're thinking of Paco Roban, as Gary calls him. James, you know what was worse about that though? It was their banter video. You know, Ferreira, Ferreira yeah. Roche. Yeah. It was the banter video when it was like, "Oh, we've got a Premier League side," and it was like, "Oh, it's only Tottenham. We'll beat them." And that was in their promotional kind of video. That was their fan video, bro. So they were bantering us from the beginning and they came away with the bloody world points. Do you know what mm. I mean? And that's what's even more embar- embarrassing. Not only are we the joke 
of the Premier League, but with a joke of Europe, where we're a side with 8,000 fans in the stadium can slag us off and get a result against us and not see and not see a response from us whatsoever. We should have gone out there that night when they done that video and spanked them 5-6-0 just to shut them up. Do you know what I mean? But we didn't. We failed again, bruv. We failed again. Yeah. I think I'm being generous there, actually, Rick. I don't think I don't even think it was anywhere near eight thousand. It was it was a few thousand people. Uh, but anyway, it was it was a, a, a poor a poor standard of football. Um, James, give me a name of who you think Spurs will appoint. Not not who you want, who you think we will get. Well, I, this I already know the answer to this one. Weirdly, uh, and it's going to be whoever whoever Chelsea don't get. <laughs> so whoever, whoever they don't, they'll go first. If they don't get, go for there. That's honestly what I think is going to happen. So, I think we'll just wait after wait. Uh, I, I, my guess would be company, maybe. Vincent Company. I'm not saying anything about who I want or anything. I'm just my guess of who it might be. Uh, but I do yeah. think it's going to be after Chelsea have chosen. Darren, who are you thinking? Nagelsmann, I think. I'd love. I think he'd, I'd love that. After well, after be Pops, I'd love that. I think it'd be a really, really forward-thinking and someone that that will play proactive football, not this reactive nonsense we've been seeing. Hit and hope, hit them on the break. You know, I want to see triangles. I want to see movement. I want to see intelligent balls forward. I want to see us playing with some swagger. I don't want to see this. You know, don't. Don't turn up for 45 minutes and then get a goal back in the second half. You know, you talk about missing, putting the kettle on and making a cup of coffee, Ricky, and and, and missing the first goal. You know, you could have made yourself beans on toast with avocado slices <laughs> and take a bloody cheesecake and then come on the second half, you know, because we don't play. Right, lastly, of course, we have uh, another couple of very difficult games this week. Manchester United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Thursday, Liverpool away on Sunday. Now, after today's result, Spurs remain fifth in the Premier League table. We still have 53 points now from 32 matches. Manchester United are above us. They have played 30 games. They have 59 points. They're six points ahead of us, as are Newcastle, who have played 31 games. And as the guys have already said earlier on, um, Aston Villa are right behind us. We have now played the same amount of games as them. We're only two points ahead of them. Liverpool have only played 31, so they have a game in hand over us with a better goal difference. They have 50 points. Brighton now have three games in hand over us, and they are only four points behind us. So, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to try and get a Champions League spot, a Europa League spot. Um, perhaps we're going to have to fight out for a Europa Conference League spot, all joking aside. Um, now, the last time we faced Manchester United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, believe it or not, Nuno Espirito Santo was our manager. That was on the 30th of October 2021. Manchester United won 3-0. Uh, Nuno, of course, was in charge of Spurs. Solskjaer was in charge of Manchester United. Lacelso was in the starting eleven for us on that day. Bergvine, Ondombele and Deli Ali were all subs. Wow. And Ronaldo was in the starting eleven, uh, who, of course, scored the first goal of the game. Um, Ricky, let's kick off with you. Manchester United on Thursday. What are you thinking? May it's gonna be the it's gonna be the first game that I've been to all season as well. I'm 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 going down to the game and I'm bloody well dreading it now. I'm dreading it. I mean, you know, I I'll still get the tingles when I walk in, but as soon as the game starts, I'm gonna be dreading it. Um, I I I I I, I, oh, 
mate. I, I wish they would turn up. Oh, 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 mate. I wish they would turn up, but all I can see is this, this collapse continuing. And um, it looks like we need to show the, the table then. It looks like we're going to end up in eighth or ninth. Do you know what I mean? Um, which is it, it's, it's only what we deserve, really. Uh, with the football that we've played, with the way that we've played, you know, throughout the season, yes, you know, the, the first half of the season, the first 10 games, you know, they were good. It was a positive start, but we was only playing, like, like Dow said there earlier, we was only playing 45 minutes of football in the second half. And it's just, you know, we've been waiting to click into gear all season and it hasn't happened. We've got no momentum. We've got, we've got no energy. We've got nothing to fight for anymore. You know, you saw you saw the body language, and you you saw the lack of pride that any of those boys had today. So, if you're looking at all of those things, I can only see it continuing, and I can only see us crumbling even more, mate. Which is, you know, it's sad. Ricky, give me a score prediction. Oh, I can't. Oh, bloody hell! Because, uh, even though I'm. Uh, even though I said the collapse is coming, I can't. I, I, you know, I can't give you a prediction that says that we're going to lose. So, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, bloody hell, I'll say a, a two-one win. But Maguire scores both of our goals. There you go, two <laughs> two own goals. Toby Maguire, Spider Man. <laughs> we need a Spider Man, mate. Bloody hell. James, how are you feeling ahead of this Man United game? Uh, well, similar to what Ricky's saying, I'm, I'm playing at the stadium, so I'm, I'm not. I normally it's the most exciting thing ever to go and do it, but like I just don't know what to do there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to play Spurs stuff because you feel a bit fake. You don't really want to be singing about that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yourself, and if you do, you feel you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Basically, it's my job to try and get him up ready for the game and everything. But like I'm sitting there singing, "Come on, you Spurs," and then. And part of me is thinking I'm angry at them. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I, 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 um, I believe I find it hard to predict against us always. Like I predicted a 2-1 win today. I find it hard. But I do think it's going to continue. I think it's. Uh, I think United will win 2-1. And it's horrible to say something like that. But I can't, I can't see any change. Unless they come out and, and like we wake up tomorrow morning, like I say, and we've got news and Stellini's out and they're shuffling up, bringing someone else in and they're actually making some movements and we get a little bit of a bounce and they've still got the same injuries I think they have, haven't they, to, um, what's his name? Um, they've got Maguire at the back still, haven't they, United? Maguire and um, Lindelof. That, 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 that's the only redeeming thing because they're, they're fucking woeful. So that's the one target, thing I'm holding on to. Yeah, if we can target them. Yeah, I Kane, Kane against them. Yeah, but I yeah. do. I would love to see Dan Juma starting. That would be the biggest mm. thing that I'd like to see. If I could choose one change personally, it'd be Dan Juma. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I unfortunately see it. I'm normally so upbeat all the time because uh, it's part of my job to do that, especially at the stadium. And I will be on the day. I know I will be because, I, like Ricky's saying, you get there and you get excited, and you get involved, and you want to help out. And, do you know what I mean? It all, it all does change, but it's going to be a tough one. Darren, how are you feeling? I think today was a real, real, not eye-opener, but an absolute kick in the teeth. And I'd, I'd love to be on a fly on the wall of, of, of not only what happened at halftime, but after after the match in the dressing room and leading on till, you know, um, to, 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 to training. Because you, surely Spurs... Uh, uh, 
they do what they want, but they, they can't just put on this, we go again, yeah. we go again. Seven cup finals. Yeah, and, you know, here's yeah. Eric Dyer with his 20 questions, asking Hugh Min Son what his favourite ice cream is. Like, I'm yeah. fed up, I don't want to see any of that anymore. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't want to see all of that. It doesn't interest me. I just want to see the performance on but the A little thing. mini car going in the cups, isn't that? That's still pretty good. <laughs> you know, or them playing, you know, micro machines on the PlayStation, having <laughs> hashtag bants. I don't want to see that. You know, we go again. Fucking too right. That, that, that's what I've been doing all week, Darren. Asking the likes of you and Ricky what your favourite ice cream is. Yeah, I know. I is that know. part of twenty questions, Chris? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking. Like I said, they have got weaknesses in the back. Harry Maguire and Lindelof. Um, uh, my my best mate's a Man U fan, and you know, so I do sort of keep an eye on them for for his sake. But they are woeful. So if we can get a goal. On another goal, I don't know. Maybe we got a chance, but I don't know how we bounce back for today. I don't know what the dynamics will be like if they're no. actually going to hang each other up to dry or if they absolutely galvanise. But like you said, we've shot ourselves in the foot. We've played more games. You know, we're we're not going to get Champions League, so I don't know what the um, what the atmosphere and what the camaraderie will be like. I I I, I really don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Darren, what's your score prediction? I don't know. And if Anthony turns up and has one of his games, you know, he... <laughs> I thought you were talking about Costa then. Is that right? Yeah. You know, he's at least star, shouldn't he, Costa? Uh, Anthony, oh, yeah. That. Otherwise, you know, I think we'll all be blue. So, um, <laughs> um, oh. I, don't know. I, I, I think we might lose 2 0. Well, if, if we're lucky. Mm. Wow. Okay. And then we'll have to all rise back again. (laughs) Well, Darren, thank you so much for joining me this evening, uh, particularly after this terrible performance, this terrible result. Um, Where can everyone find you and what you're up to at the moment? Um, Twitter is at Darren Altman. uh, And that is Facebook, uh, not Facebook, what do you call it? TikTok. Because I'm bare down with the kids in it, bro. Fam, yeah, yeah. You can find me on TikTok, like doing them voices, them. Um, and then I will just be under my duvet until uh, we play Manchester United. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming back. And James, where can everyone um, find you? And obvious. and of course, you're playing at the stadium on Thursday. At the shelf bar on Thursday. That's going to be a tough one. But uh, yeah, someone come and give me some support if you can. Anybody um, pre and pre and post match, uh, and on and on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, it's all the voices first. Yeah, <laughs> my TikTok. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, babes. One, two, three. No, it's not. It's all it's all the voices first <laughs> on, on each one. Doing me dark. Like, doing like and subscribe dark. to the channel, guys. Like and subscribe to yeah. the channel. Get the, the bell notifications on, guys. Love you. Well, thank you for the likes. Thank you for the subscribe. Thank you, you Roadman142, for the likes. Thank you for the roses. Well, you've helped me, Darren. You've helped me. <laughs> well, thank you, James. And uh, Ricky, thank you as always. And tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. Oh, uh, you guys know where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood, and you can find me on Insta at official Ricky Norwood. Uh, there ain't no TikTok for me. Um, I've got ah. no voices or, or no songs to be singing. 
Um, but Chris, always an honour and a pleasure, even on days like this, mate. You've uh, at, at least you, you, you know, we could have a bit of a giggle here. Um, but I'm going. I'm going on Thursday. I will see you down there on Thursday. I would say I'm looking forward to it, but it's it's you know, it's looking forward to it in inverted commas. And um, I know that nobody's going to be watching match of the day tonight, like we have for the whole damn season. Yeah. Uh, and that you know, Sky Sports News and um, Sky Sports News and Talk Sport will be turned off during the week. So if you want something to watch, make sure you check out Chris's channel. Check out the twenty questions. I've done one. Uh, Darren Altman's done one, and Anthony Costa's done one. And it's a lot more fun, and there's a lot more like there's good Tottenham stories there. There's jokes, and there's the stories about life and and uh, the highs and the lows of, of all of the businesses that we're, we're involved in outside of football. So give that a watch instead of watching any of that if you're looking for something to watch, all right? Is that, is uh, it on this channel? Is that on this? Where, where, where do you find it? On this channel? Yeah, Chris, the... let them know, my friend. Let them know where they can yeah, find I'll, it. I'll see a bit, a bit of it. Yeah, it's all on YouTube and it's all on all, uh, all major audio platforms. And uh, I've got to say, all three of you... Um, this week were fantastic guests and we did have a laugh. We did go down memory lane talking about the good times, the good times, and hopefully they will be back at some point. Have you have you got like a five-hour drive now, mate? Yes. Ooh. Yes. So I'm going to say cheerio and hopefully we can get back to winning ways on Thursday. And uh, I look forward to having and sharing a drink with you, Ricky, on Thursday. Yeah, um, James, it, Ricky and Darren, I can't thank you enough. And as I said at the start, it's very difficult doing these shows. Uh, but of course, all of us want the same thing. Our opinions may be different. Um, so be kind to one another. Uh, you know, we all want success at this football club and hopefully it isn't far away. Uh, but lots needs to change. And uh, Scott Munn has a huge to-do list, as we have mentioned. Anyway, I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com